Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 9th of April 2020. This is The Gap, episode 511. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gore is here, and uh, how's your, your sort of, I don't know, like, this part going of you, your head, <laughs> in terms Making, of like... This, this is terrible audio. How many times do I have to say this? Nobody <laughs> watches the videos, Luke. They do, only because you. someone told uh, us it was out of sync the other day. grooming. Um, <laughs> the daylight savings ended, so uh, I, I just don't give a fuck anymore. Um, so we had to start this early. Yeah. Uh, earlier than normal. It's not even... No, but I was yeah. looking at my calendar before and I haven't had a haircut in um, about six weeks now. And uh, I haven't shaved in about a month. So it's things are going well over here. Mm. It's... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just... It's full mayhem. We're going... <laughs> we're going mountain men type mm. shit. I've been in um, tracksuit pants for pretty much the same, the same ones pair. for about... Yeah. yeah, the same ones for a while. And they are like stiff as cardboard and you can like do that weather weatherboarding yeah but we don't make Rolf Harris references no because he's uh, not anymore oof oof so what's Um, what's the what's the plan for the haircut situation are you gonna like do you think you could do it yourself or you just let it go wild because I'm not sure what's gonna happen people downstairs for me started renovations at 8.21 this morning yeah. And uh, so I figure when I murder them all, uh, they're going to shave all my hair off when I go to prison. So ah. uh, it won't be a problem. Yeah. That'll just sort of sort, <laughs> Free sort itself out, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. You can't hear them at the moment, but um, I think I think I heard some, some loud talking. So there might have been a group of angry other neighbors who went and told them, Shh, you know, have a little fucking common decency people everyone's work what the fuck is going on with that shit that's they're not the only people doing renos like we're playing games with nate and you could hear like every fucking 40 seconds some (laughs) fucking (laughs) drilling shit yeah like oh everyone's stuck in their houses so i'm gonna here's my biggest cunt act of all time is i'm gonna fucking start doing renovations and i understand people have fucking time on their hands now i guess you know some people have a lot more time on their hands Hmm. uh than others but uh we're all like come on just have some fucking decency like they're literally beneath us like (laughs) beneath us uh like below us um like fucking drilling with a hammer drill at fucking eight twenty in the morning, that's fucking cooked. That is so fucking. Anyway, yeah. uh, if they do it tomorrow, I am actually going to fucking murder them. Like you will see me on the fucking news because tomorrow is Good <laughs> Friday, right? Like it's a right. public holiday. So if I get fucking woken up uh, on a public holiday by some drilling, I'm just going to fucking do them. Uh, it's it's not even that big a drop. Uh, I can just <laughs> go straight off the fucking balcony. Um, yeah. Anyway. Like, repel in. <laughs> yeah. I don't even, I don't even need to repel. I don't need, there's no need to rainbow six this shit. I'll just fucking vault straight over the fucking balcony. Hmm. You wouldn't even pop your parachute in Warzone for this drop. Like, it's not even You'd that probably far. still die, though. Like, oh, break 100%. your legs or something. Yeah. That was, You've that was our game, right? And then the, nothing would the, happen. <laughs> You're in that game, right? Where all, th- well, no, you and me both crated. Yeah. Jumping off that cliff. We're playing Warzone. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, we're oh, playing Warzone. And the, and the moment that I was like, you're an idiot. And yep. then about 
four, like, I don't know, about four or five meters before I landed, I realized what had happened. I'm like, oh, okay, yep. <laughs> so we're playing fucking Warzone. We're trying to get into the circle. We're running in and we jump off this fucking cliff. And for whatever reason, if you're too close to the cliff while you're dropping, mm. like it, it doesn't register you as still falling. Oh, or yeah. yeah, it figures you're close enough to the ground, so it won't let you pop your parachute. Even though I've like literally leapt over barriers, and it's popped the parachute on the fucking like landing of that shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, like fucking. There's no clear anyway. Uh, so yeah, and I fucking I jump crater, and Luke is like literally in the middle of giving me shit for cratering, and <laughs> smack he craters yeah. as well. If Nate this was it was still trios um if nate had created as well we would have fucking wiped we would have wiped mm. on a cliff uh yeah it would have been fucking amazing yeah Did we win that game we came pretty close in that one too probably seconds i think we were all on the yeah well none of us had any fucking armor after that um we were all like that was a gulag respawn as well right like mm. all through this fought our way out of the gulag and we were running back in to the circle from a from like quarry or some shit i can't remember but yeah hilarious <clears throat> anyway um good times yeah uh yeah so uh before we kick off uh into more video games or more warzone or whatever uh just want to <clears throat> special shout out to heath uh for our long-time listeners, you might remember Heath as the guy who told, uh, in, oh my God, inscrutably uh, extended stories uh, that often went nowhere and uh, and then he'd arrive at whatever fucking point he was trying to make. Um, he was uh, one of the, you know, he was on the fucking podcast from nearly the get-go and uh, yeah, he's a... Uh, one of my best mates he's up in brisbane he moved he left the podcast when he moved back to brisbane uh before we were doing the skype thing and jesus i don't think he could get it together to get on on discord or whatever to do a fucking live chat but um anyway shout out to him uh i hope he feels better because uh he apparently fucking fractured his skull Hmm. and he doesn't know how which Hmm. i don't fucking know yeah. I don't know how you do that. He but the best he was... part of it was was mm. the story that he put up on oh Facebook was the oh classic heat story. It was that such went a on. It was like it was it was nearly as long as the ending of the Lord of the Rings. It was <laughs> so big, and uh, and then it gets to the end of the story, and he's just like, and I don't know how I did it. <laughs> yeah, but like in it, in it, he's like, and then I go downstairs and I put the TV and the aircon on. I'm like, uh, and I drink some water. I'm like, motherfucker, how does this? What what picture are you drawing here for us? Why are you, why is this in the story? Let's let's like this is this is a fifty. Uh, so everyone knows. Um, I fractured my skull. I don't know how. Nah, not Heath. Nah. Here's the time I turned the aircon on and drank some water. That is one thousand percent. He started like three days before. Yeah. Like. <laughs> fucking david copperfield shit he's going all the fucking way back and like <laughs> you're like oh this is a setup it's yeah. gonna, it's gonna <laughs> this, be i can't know, wait for the punchline 
Uh, he's, he is he is the shaggy dog storyteller of all time, the greatest mm. of all time. Um, but yeah, no, he doesn't know how he did it, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think it's either. It's, can you hear that in the background? No. Okay, we're okay then, because they they've started back up again in the oh. uh, with the hammer drill. Um, yeah. Anyway, so he doesn't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how he. He, did. he reckons he was sleepwalking. We used to, uh, he used to be my housemate, and he never sleepwalked then. Uh, so he must have developed some sort of sleepwalking, crime fighting technique. Yeah, like he's going around headbutting people. Yeah, and, and then uh, uh, and not even waking up from that. No, or the headbutt, like the headbutt. You know, in the Inception, the the kick. You know, the sudden mm. motion of the head wakes someone up so the sudden motion of the head wakes him up as he's swinging his head forward for the the headbutt but the impact of the headbutt puts him to sleep again knocks him back out and so he never really actually you know gets anything out of it anyway I hope he gets better <laughs> we just spent fucking two minutes shitting on him um but I hope he gets better <clears throat> yeah there you go um yeah get better Heath and yeah I, I don't know Anyway, video games. Call of Duty. Oh, I, I watched. I watched some Tiger Kings. I've only watched oh, one right. episode, oh, uh, okay. but but I, I knew I was in the moment the that chick Carol goes. Carol um, Baskins. Carol Baskin. Uh, like is showing off her house hmm. that is full of cat shit or cat stuff, uh, and then she's like, "Oh, anyway, I'm allergic to cats." I'm like, "Oh my fucking god, this is it. I'm in." This is the fucking looniest shit I've ever heard of in my entire life. How do you have 40 fucking big cats and you're allergic to cats? That I want, I want to know everything about these people. Uh, although it's impossible to not have some idea of where the story goes, hmm. just being on the internet at this point. Uh, but, yeah. I uh, So I do know vaguely where... like It hasn't gotten completely bananas yet but i do have some idea of how bananas is going to get or how much <laughs> yeah. more bananas it's it's pretty wild already but yeah it's, it's gonna get it, it goes there yeah yep <clears throat> nice all right um yeah call g let's keep talking about that then we may let's as well it. since we kicked it off a uh, new patch dropped last night which uh kicks off season three of call of duty Warzone slash modern warfare um and they've added in i guess they've removed trios at this stage uh, and replaced it with quads so it's now four people per per team um which is a bit strange like i'm not really sure what they're trying to do at this stage in terms of team compositions um it seemed like a lot of people were sort of pushing for for duos at least and they've kind of gone up to squads at this point um and on top of that like i I just don't really like they're not really communicating as good as they could be as to why they're making a lot of these changes i guess um i I remember back when blackout was released they were like the developers were on the the forums or the the reddit page at least every day sort of being like hey here's what we're thinking and here's what we're going to be doing uh you know keep an eye out for these changes but 
they seem to be, just be sort of dropping changes into the game and not really having any explanation uh, as to why they're putting a bunch of this stuff in there. Um, at least a, a lot of the Reddit community is pretty upset of, about them at least removing trios at this stage. Because, like, you get kind of familiar with a game and being like, I've got my crew now, I know how many people I need. And then all of a sudden you, you remove that and put like, oh, no, no, this is the default one. It kind of just makes things confusing all the time you've kind of got to think about like how many people you can outplay like we run into that issue all the time where like we've got too many people in our team and like someone all of a sudden has to sit out or go play by themselves and now we're at the stage where maybe we don't have enough people because we're used to having the three people on and now we're looking for one other person to come in and jump into our team um so like i don't know if the answer is to just have multiple queues of having like a solo's a duos and a, uh, a squads. Um, I mean, we know from other fucking battle royale <clears throat> games that that's not going to work. The fucking, well, I mean, they, the they Call of Duty work. Reddit is not in, under any circumstances something to be fucking listened to. If the Call of Duty subreddit had its fucking way, if the Warzone subreddit had its way, they would hmm. never fucking increase the price of loadout drops because loadout drops are essential. Oh, they're critical. That's the only reason why they anyone on that fucking <laughs> subreddit plays Warzone is because the loadout drops. Oh, don't don't make it so that you can pick them up. Uh, you just have your fucking loadout from the get go. That's that's just mm. plunder. Wouldn't I just play plunder? No, I want to be able to go find the money and stuff like that. Blah 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 blah. They're all I fucking morons. What I've They're read... all the biggest fucking like dipshits. No, I disagree with that. With everything that I've most of the stuff that I've read is that people are saying that the price isn't expensive enough and that it needs to be switched to, uh, put like how many people are on your team. Because ten thousand is not enough. I stopped. I stopped reading when uh, I got ripped to shreds for that IGN. That was an IGN. Yeah. Article. Oh uh, no, I got ripped to shreds on the subreddit as well. Uh, oh, I, I stopped reading when I got ripped to shreds over that. <laughs> uh, this guy doesn't know how to play. Blah 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 blah. I've probably got more wins than most of them, but uh, don't worry about it. It's fine. Uh, that's when I stopped reading. I went back to see how quads was going and the entire front page of that subreddit is oh give us duos blah 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 oh you know stop taking oh I'm never playing this game again oh they're fucking like as far as I can tell from my experience with that community they go from one dipshit strength to another if you don't have enough people for a fucking quad and you've got a duo right what's what's the fucking let's have a quick squiz at the fucking top shit on this fucking page at the moment uh, stop removing modes. Uh, it's so excited for duos in season three. They need to bring trios back. Uh, done playing Warzone until duos are added. We need duos today. This is all on the front page. Just ruin the game. Uh, yeah, if you got two people for a duo, then um, you could uh fill. Hmm. Uh, yeah, you could fill and the other two-player, um, would, like, other people who have a two-player team would, would just sort of fucking fill in with you. But all these people are, like, straight up not, they're like, oh, I don't want to fill. Well, I'm, like, sorry, champ, if you can't handle the RNG of two extra random players, then I don't think you're going to handle the RNG of the fucking weapons on mm. the ground either maybe battle royales aren't for you if you're not prepared to fucking 
like uh, deal with RNG along the way. Me, I play fucking solo squads quite a bit. Uh, I right. autofill uh, uh, two games yesterday when the patch initially dropped. Uh, the first game, I only had one other person, so we were just a duo, in, ostensibly in quads. Um, and the second one, I had two other people. Didn't have a full team. Hmm. We still had, had a fucking decent run. I'm pretty sure the first one, we got 10th, and the second one, we got 6th, I think. 6th or 5th. Like, I don't know. Oh, they, yeah, they weren't talking. They weren't talking. They weren't on the mic. Oh, they never communicate. Oh, they just drop wherever they want. It doesn't fucking matter. So fucking what? So they do that. You do... It's it's That's the fucking game, right? Hmm. Oh, I didn't get exactly the fucking stuff I wanted. Oh, the circle didn't favor me. Oh, I didn't get my favorite gun. Oh, blah, blah, blah. That person's got this gun. This They've got this thing. Fucking whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. RNG is RNG, right? Shake it off. Move on. Like, that's the fucking game. That's a battle royale experience is... Yeah, sometimes RNG will fuck you so hard that you have no fucking path to victory. That's it, right? You just have to sort of suck it up because sometimes RNG will also favor you so hard that you won't have to do anything for the victory, right? Like, that's how it fucking goes. So, autofill, motherfuckers. That's all, like... Because I, I have to assume that Infinity Ward, like, based on the fact that they have been increasing loadout drop prices... Uh, I have to assume that Infinity Ward are paying attention to the metrics in their games. Uh, I assume that they've got some sort of of fucking statistical analysis going on that's telling them what's happening in their game. And I I presume they're only incrementing 2,500, 1,500 increases in prices because they're Mm. trying to find a good balance. They don't want to go too far too quickly. Personally, I still think just go straight fucking single-use, loadout drops... Make them all cost 6k a pop. But, uh, yeah. Everyone's, yeah. everyone's got their own Because 10,000 is still not enough. At least for, at for quads a, at this stage. For a quad. Two, yeah, it's yeah. comically small. It's, uh, it's nearly just yeah. over 2,000 each, uh, which is nothing. It's about just as the, less at what it was before. It's less than 8,500 for a trio, yeah. yeah. Like, um, yeah, so, uh, but at the same time, in solos, it's basically not happening. Well, you've got to start being a bit more active, I guess. Uh, like I jumped into a or, game just before, really and I had back. I had twenty thousand dollars or something ridiculous in the span uh, of like three minutes after dropping because my my teammates because uh, it's it's a lot quicker to now do. Um, some of the contracts like if you go to a scavenger contract you've got now f- four people that can run around and grab this stuff yeah, that's true. and like yep. money just starts pouring in yep. uh well i'm talking about solos right 10k is yeah. too too far too high a bar for solos in my opinion yeah um but and so like in the actual quads game we were doing i was i had so much money we basically didn't get into a fight we did that first like um first drop first contract and i was rocking like a loadout drop i got a uav and my self-revive kit all in the span of like three minutes it was just ridiculous um so yeah the economy is still something they need to work on and the um the lever penalty is still something i really want to see them put in there because yeah. it's i've still seen that a lot where like people will drop they'll die 
and some of them won't even stick around for the uh, actual like um, gulag match. I'll just leave. I'll just bail. Yeah. Like they they're trying to play a different game to what everyone else is trying to play. Yeah, yeah, they got to do something about that. But that's coming, and they got to do something about <clears throat> rocket launches because they're fucking they're goofy. The splash damage on them is too too high. They need to like lower the splash range significantly because mm. Nate. Nate died to a fucking rocket yesterday that was shot through a window and exploded. Like, I was already dead because they, like, literally just dumped rockets. That's the thing, right? Like, you get a munitions box and everyone has a fucking rocket launcher. Then you've got 20, like, 28 fucking rockets in, in a squad. That's ludicrous. Hmm. Uh, and, yeah, so they just, like, they were literally just fucking hammering them through a window. And I was removed from the window like fucking three meters back in a different room in a side bathroom type thing uh Mm. and the splash was still killing me and then they were shooting it through a window up top and you can't go close to the window to do anything about them uh because the splash will kill you but even from where like as far back as nate was he was also still copping the splash damage like they just gotta fucking fix that shit yeah um, yeah, he got like one shot from Splash. Has he tried uh, not getting hit by rockets? Uh, he wasn't getting hit by. That's what I'm <laughs> saying, Luke. He wasn't getting hit by rockets. Uh, yeah, they got a bigger splash than fucking Quake rockets. Uh, then fucking Unreal Tournament. Unreal Tournament had always had bigger splash than fucking Quake rockets. It always fucked me up. Um, yeah. anyway, yeah. So, uh, that said, they also changed the weapons on the ground in quads. Yeah, they have. Huge changes. Like, some really fucking good guns are dropping and stuff. You get some really good stuff. Um, some really interesting I seem stuff to notice there's more greens on the ground, maybe? Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I had, like, I had like, silenced AKs and things like that as I was yeah, dropping. Yeah, a lot of silenced weapons. You yeah. can pick up, yeah, guns that have thermals on them, guns that have night vision on them. Um, yeah, a lot of silent stuff, a lot of expanded mags. Like, they've done a pretty good job in changing the layout of what you'll pick up off the ground, but uh, which I guess they need to do if while they're increasing the loadout drop price to incentivize players to actually, yeah, you know. Um, Put some better weapons, weapons out that there. they find, yeah, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but other than that, like some, not not some big changes. I was kind of expecting, I don't know, some big moves going into like season three, but um, pretty, I don't know, lackluster. <laughs> pretty uh, underwhelming. What, what were you expecting them to do? What like what was like the I don't know uh, doing things like the games as a service or, or like looking at what Fortnite or Apex has sort of done with their seasons and, and making like a big sweeping change to something oh, or at least changing you're, like you're, the you're metas thinking, like, or fucking mad changes to the map or some shit well yeah or even just changing little bits of the map but this is like uh, the season three for this was basically what the the biggest it seemed more more catered towards 
multiplayer for modern warfare like adding a bunch of new maps in there um new new operators and new uh like i don't know what they call them game modes or whatever uh that they kind of rotate in and out of the playlist whereas uh, like warzone was pretty much untouched other than the normal sort of balance changes they've been doing which wasn't a lot i guess the big one that's gone in there is kind of like you know increasing the loadout to 10k but how long does that change to make like that can't be that long to to do right um all the weapons yeah but i mean there's just not a huge change like it's nothing that's gonna get people excited to be like oh i've really gotta go check this out like season three um how long how long's it been out now over a month yeah yeah or maybe six weeks now i think uh because it was halfway through season two it had about 60 days left 50 60 days left something like that um anyway just kind of i I wanted to see some bunker action when's the bunkers coming into effect yeah i'm surprised that the bunkers are still not openable yeah um ran into uh, our first extremely obvious hacker on the weekend right uh you were there for that um whatever the fuck his name was hacker boy uh, uh drop drop dead or something like that yeah drop dead yeah that's it drop and dead and he had the teammate as well that yeah. was cheating right yep it was like two and of them I think they were just a duo <laughs> yeah and yeah like fucking this dude let's let's see if he's still hacking but uh like out of nowhere just suddenly has uh like every game is a 30 kill game type thing or 25 plus kill game just non-stop yeah which is uh yeah all right cool uh he's Mm. going from like fucking 15th and 12th and all this kind of stuff and then just fucking yep I still he got a, he still a good gaming chair. A good gaming chair. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, but yeah. Uh, that was fucking shit. That was awful. Uh, it was some of the most blatant hacking I've ever seen. He, mm. uh, he, he like just lit me up directly right. through smoke. He didn't have thermals or anything because um, I watched the kill cam back. Mm. Uh, he runs me down through smoke and then runs me down again. And his his aim tracks me like he knocks me and then tracks me all the way to the ground. He's locked on my head the whole time. I'm falling to the ground, uh, so it's not like even subtle shit. He's just full blown hacked. Yeah, um, you can usually uh, tell when you're getting lasered. Like you can f- uh, feel it. Yeah. <laughs> like it just feels unnatural to get that many shots so quickly on yourself. But they also like they were like we hadn't made ourselves known that we were up there. We hadn't been in an engagement for fucking two minutes or so at that point and like they attempted to they were throwing grenades up and stuff without even seeing us nobody yeah. was showing their faces like throwing and, flashbangs and stuff at one stage yeah, like like flashing and stuff and, <laughs> yeah they smoked the top of the stairs because they knew they'd be able to fucking shoot through it without having to see anyone type shit mm. like fucking dog shit cunts uh, I don't know they gotta do something about that because that was yeah I don't know I, I've like I've been killed by hackers in PUBG and stuff, but that was some of the fucking most blatant shit outside of someone literally standing on a mountaintop in PUBG and like just snapping around yeah. to other to, to targets. 
like wherever they are type thing. Like I've mm-hmm. seen that in PUBG. I haven't seen that in, or it hasn't happened to me in COD yet. Right. Yeah. But I'm, sh- I'm sure it's coming. Um, yeah. I know they, they made a, a post about it last week saying that they're, they're working on solutions um, to try and sort out like in-game reporting and that sort of thing. Because at the moment you've kind of got to go back to like recent players you've played with and then look at them. Uh, like the guy that we saw in that specific game, I looked at his teammate. His teammate was changing his, his name basically every game. Because yeah, right. I went to go report him. Yeah, um, I can find his teammate, yeah. And then his teammate had changed his name. And I was like, oh, okay, so he's changing his name every game. Because so, I found it by going to that um, that tracker site that you put up. Yep. And uh, I'd noticed that he changed his name. And I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. He's just basically jumping in there and every once in a while he's like all right we'll go with some other the other dude's just being blatant about it <laughs> like yeah. and that's the thing right this is a free-to-play game now you've got to really be on top of uh the cheating um yep. otherwise it's just going to kill the game you know at least they're making it known that they're working on it but they've really got to ramp things up like if the guy that i've reported is still playing at this stage that's and that's an issue yeah he was playing a day yeah he got a 30 kill win Cool. Did 11,000 <laughs> yeah, exactly. damage. Mm. Great. Unless yeah. they're doing them, um, but that doesn't really work of like the the wide sweeping bands type thing. Because um, yeah. I just, I feel like that just ruins people's experience for a long period of time as opposed to getting rid of them straight away. Yeah. Um, which some companies do. Like Valve, I think, does that quite a bit. They'll do like a wide band on the band, on yeah, players. the band wave. Because they're trying to make it so that the cheat developers don't, don't know. learn yeah. what exactly like changed, yeah, like what what got them flagged, but still, right. I mean, um, the the good, like the thing we've seen done before is you don't warn them and you chuck them into their own fucking game with a bunch of cheaters, yep. give them their own server and have them play each other. That yep. way, they can still play. They don't know they've been flagged at least at that stage. Uh, and it's hard of them to know about it. I think that's a really good solution to yep. to do. But yeah, they definitely need to be on top of it because I have seen a couple of games um, where I've noticed some suspicious stuff happening, which is a bit shit. I mean, what's, what's bananas, right, is if the rumors of uh, skill-based matchmaking are true, hmm. then they should surely have enough information to like fair fight style ban people yeah right because or like shit the like i my guess is the reason this dude follows up all his uh like 30 kill wins with uh an immediate fucking loss like a 29th is what i'm seeing here he'll go first and then 29th uh the reason for that is because he's trying to tank his skill-based matchmaking mm-hmm. so that he gets put back into, I don't know, the, the greater pool again, right? Is what I'm guessing. I'm not sure. Like, nobody... Because they keep saying that skill-based matchmaking isn't in Call of Duty Warzone, even though, like, people have done tests and it seems very, very, very much like it is. Yeah, something's uh, in there that's doing it. Yeah, like, if, if that is the case... Uh, then, like, if there is skill-based matchmaking, then, they yeah, they have to have the fucking stats they need. Like, 
this dude, yeah, there's no way this dude is similarly capable of a fucking 25 kill game, one game, and with then 12 headshots or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can see how many fucking his headshot percentage type shit. Like, yeah, and then to immediately flip over to or flip back down to a three kill game and unable to live more than fucking four minutes. Mm. All right, like, yeah. They got to have those stats and they should do something about it. Fair fight style systems are the only way to protect. And you've, like, it's it's got to be multi-stage, right? It's got to be a proper anti-cheat. It's got to be a fair fight style stat tracking anti-cheat. It's got to be a quarantine system, like you said, where you dump the fucking cheaters into their own pool where they play with their own bunch of fuckheads, right? While you confirm whether or not they're hacking or not. And then yeet them, like get rid of them. Yeah. Right? And you can use, uh, use the use the quarantine pool to determine uh like how they're hacking and stuff like right yeah but it'd also be good to have the mid game kick or something like that like if if you can see someone that's definitely cheating which uh like siege does that but PUBG did it they did yeah not often though no (laughs) um Um, but yeah yeah because at that stage you kind of know right you can see their name popping up and in PUBG, you'd be like, oh, this guy's cheating. We need to try and figure this one out. Sometimes you can get him. Like, if everybody's sort of shooting at the same person at the same time, there's a chance. But yeah. it's hard. <laughs> it can be hard. Um, yeah. Like, if we knew that that guy in particular was cheating, like, if we had any warning side, we could have sat up there and been in a better position, had grenades ready or something so that we knew what was going on. But because there was a smoke in the door, and you got killed pretty much instantly through the smoke. It's like we didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then like I started getting killed as they were pushing in through the smoke as well. Just like yeah. Well, okay, and it, like until I like until that moment, I had heard there were hackers, but I hadn't really seen it in action, and so I wasn't even sure. Like uh, there was part of me that was like that seems sus as fuck before I watched the kill cam, and then I watched the kill cam. And I'm like, okay, that was fucking cheats right yeah but like before that right like now it's just gonna it's gonna go back to old jobo everyone's hacking mentality uh anytime i see anything remotely sus it's just gonna be yeah probably hacking because that's what that's what cheats do right Mm. and i just wanted to clarify my fucking four stage process for fixing cheats uh obviously it's not as simple as that i understand it's not as simple as that i'm just saying that like some ideas like yeah like it, it'd be a fucking good place to start say your first um, radio your, your first battle or how <laughs> um but yeah like yeah they 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 got to get on top of that shit as fast as humanly possible because there's not gonna be a fucking there's not gonna be a war zone two or some shit if mm. people can't trust the the idea that there won't be cheaters yeah yeah um anything else exciting happening there uh i don't think so had a 28 kill game as a team right um that was predicated entirely off uh rocket launching trucks because i don't know if you've seen this but a lot of people are using trucks as weapons they've 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 mitigated a little bit with the quads update uh it's much easier to shoot through like shoot pilots or mm-hmm. drivers out. Uh, you can shoot through the front windshield now, all that kind of stuff. 
I've I saw on on your favorite subreddit, people were saying that you shouldn't be able to shoot through the front wind windshield. Uh, that that was a uh, you know it was a skill to be able to get onto the back of a truck and shoot them through the back. Um, which I, I I don't know. I know it's your favorite um, subreddit, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It did Second sort of favorite. reinforce my belief belief that it was uh, chock full of fucking morons. Anyway, um, yeah, no, you can shoot people through the front windshield now. But before that, what you needed to do was basically run around with a rocket launcher. Now they've introduced. It, it almost feels like they uh, like the the cane toads problem, right? They introduced cane toads into far north Queensland to eliminate a bug that was eating the um, sugar cane, and then the cane toads became an even greater problem on their own that they were never at that you know obviously we've never been able to do anything about but um yeah people started equipping a rocket launcher or a pillar as mm. their secondary um to deal with uh the truck situation because everyone was rolling around in trucks being basically invincible so you just whack a fucking rocket launcher as your secondary and then fucking punt people but now trucks are more vulnerable people in vehicles are more vulnerable and so people are rocking the fucking pillar and they're like well i got fucking all these rockets so i might as well do something with them and it turns out the splash damage is fucking massive right. and so that they're able to use those anyway that's not what we we're using them for in our um in our 28 kill game we weren't using them on people i think we might have think Tom might have used it on one person just through, uh, I think he was sniping and it was just yep. like this fucking epic long distance rocket that the dude must have seen for ages and <laughs> still failed that. to get out of the fucking, yeah, right? <laughs> like some fucking like 90s action movie shit where he's like just eyes wide and he's like, oh no! Uh, and then it fucking explodes him or whatever. He's the rocket man. Um, but no, uh, we were using them to blow up just trucks and vehicles, and it was huge. Uh, Nate got 12 kills, Tom got 10 kills, and I got 8 kills, mm. I think. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. yeah, that's how it went. Um, and uh, yeah, I didn't have a rocket launcher. All my kills were, you know, legit. But um, yeah, th- those two dudes were fucking blowing cunts up all over the place, and it was fucking hilarious. Like at one point, we had we were up in the in the mountains south of Millbase, I think. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, uh, and uh, the road, like just outside the building we were in, the road had I I don't know. It must have had fucking a hundred weapons on it because the vehicle the exploded vehicle and the bodies despawn but the weapons stay for a little bit yeah so all these cars just trucks and cars just kept fucking rolling up over this fucking hill and like the fucking rocket explode and like they were all sort of reaching the exact same location this like one 10 meter stretch of road like where they'd all just get fucking exploded and so they were just like guns like basically it, it should have been the big warning sign like as oh Hey, is that a fuck ton of guns on the... Why, why would there be shitloads of guns on the ground right there and nothing else? It's a bunch of... Oh, loot. God, rocket. <laughs> <laughs> and then they explode. But, um, yeah, that was an entertaining game. We had to... Like like I said, we weren't using the rockets on uh, players, so uh, we had to le- win it legit in the last couple of circles. Uh, and, 
we got pretty lucky that I hadn't taken a rocket because I ran out. I full ran out of fucking ammo on my assault rifle, hmm. but I still had plenty of SMG ammo left in my uh, secondary. So that was fine. I managed to switch to that until I got some fucking AR ammo. But yeah, um, yeah, that's about it. Good times. Yeah, good times. Cool. Yeah. All right, have to jump in and play some uh, some some quads, I guess, and see what that's like. I've only played the one or two games. I played the two games um, just before we started recording, and yeah, I'm uh, curious as sort of how that changes things up. Um, anyway, haven't been playing too much in terms of new stuff. Uh, I've I managed to finish Batman Arkham Knight. Um, oh yeah, which was. Yeah, still enjoyed it um, for the most part. Like the story is, is still pretty good. Uh, essentially, I think that the biggest downfall of that game is the reliance of Joker again. Um, like they kind of, I feel like they, as, as much as I still enjoy what they did in that story, it just seems like you can't really top Joker at this point. Like yeah. they did such a good job on the first one and the second one. And they try and make a, a like the overall villain of this particular story, Scarecrow, and you just don't think he's as menacing as what he could be. Like Joker yeah. still outshines him because he's there basically the entirety of the game. Um, right. And so like the big bad of the actual game is just kind of more of like a secondary villain at this point. Because even at that point, you've got like the Arkham Knight who is... I feel like even more front and center than what Scarecrow is at that stage. So he's maybe third tier, <laughs> um, which is a really weird way to sort of, I don't know, do that story. Um, but for the most yeah. part, like I really dig all the, the Joker stuff that they do in that, in that, right. um, in that story with like the, you know, him infecting people in Gotham and, and sort of taking over their, their, their bodies and that sort of thing. Um, and then kind of where that story ends up going is kind of interesting. I, I don't know what they do next because obviously we've heard rumors of there being a new Batman game from um, from Warner Brothers Montreal who did, uh, I think they did the, they did the Origins game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which was kind of like a prequel, Batman prequel. Uh, it was a prequel to, I think it was yeah. a prequel to Arkham Asylum. Um, it was, yeah. Yeah, and this, like, Arkham Knight ends up in a spot where you like, you, you can't, it's really hard to go, <laughs> like, continue this story on because um, it just ends in such a weird place. So it makes me think that they're probably rebooting it <laughs> or they're doing, like, an, an origin origin story, like a, a uh, I don't know, like a dark, a dark Knight sort of style thing where you learn about him getting his abilities and sort of working or not his abilities but his training and all that sort of stuff as opposed to um this point where arkham knight was kind of the culmination of the last three the last yeah. two games um because i don't know that you can really take it from from then on but in terms of that i think that rocksteady what about old old man batman um yeah. They'd need to fast forward it a lot. Like they'd need to jump forward a huge It'd amount of time. You a, give you a lot of fucking leeway though, wouldn't it? Yeah. 
Um, I, I feel like it's plane. it's okay to spoil this stage because Batman came out five years ago, 2015, mm. I think it was. Um, but, but the end of that game is basically Bruce Wayne. People, Scarecrow un, unmasks uh, Batman and find out he's Bruce Wayne and broadcasts it to the entirety of Gotham. Um, <clears throat> so everyone knows who he is. And the last actual scene is basically him going into Wayne Manor and Wayne Manor exploding after yep. initiating um, Nightfall. Uh, and then it cuts to, you know, credits, blah, blah, blah. And then you get like a stinger um, and it's like two thugs on the street talking about how like there's no more Batman and whatever. And then you see up in the distance like some sort of figure standing on top of the the uh, some sort of building. And then he like swoops down and it goes all like fiery yellow and it looks like fire Batman at that stage. So it's kind of weird to be like, all right, where do they go from there? Um, but mm. they could definitely jump forward in time, like you said, and do like a <clears throat> uh, Justice League style, like Ben Affleck <laughs> Batman, where he just doesn't yeah. give a shit anymore. Frank and he's like, I'm just going to kill people. <laughs> yep. But, but then you kind of lose all of that stuff you've built up on those other games i feel like um you with can a lot do, of the like, characters you could do it like telling that story of how you arrive at old man batman you know yeah. like do like flashbacks and stuff we might maybe even have that could be the oh man how could that could that be like you start out as old man bruce wayne as fucking frank miller's dark knight returns grim dank fucking batman just fucking murdering cunts like and you're like holy shit what is going on and like for the previews and stuff you never show anything but this fucking like old school bad sort of you know pushed past the limit yeah batman and then fucking metal gear solid 2 every everyone and like go all the way back and this is how he arrived there uh and it's the it's the series of events that led like that go directly after fucking arkham knight and then just have like the downfall of batman how how everything fell apart for batman that'd be fucking amazing holy shit i've got fucking i've got goosebumps thinking about how fucking spectacular that would be (laughs) it's not gonna happen now that i've thought about it it's too amazing to be allowed to happen but it would be brilliant yeah oh my god and it, and it sort of um go away of the like formula they've done the last couple of games where it's sort of um being portrayed over the span of one night or like a really yeah. short period of time because arkham night is basically one night and and asylum True. is you doing that as well and i don't recall what city was but i feel like it was probably quite similar where it wasn't over a length of time no yeah that's true um still but anyway um Mm. the the other thing that i've come to notice because i didn't happen as much as when i was playing it they do a lot of switching between characters like different characters in the game um Mm. whether you're playing as like nightwing or uh catwoman who is part of like the riddler challenges um and so they've all got their kind of own move sets and gadgets that they can use. Um, and then on top of that, there's like the Harlequin DLC that I played as well. Um, and she's got her own gadgets and, and uh, 
abilities and that sort of stuff. So th there were rumors a while back that they were working on some sort of like Justice League game, or at least um, this is Rocksteady working on a, a Justice League game, or at least some sort of game involving Superman. Um, yeah. So like looking at the sort of track record of where they've gone in the past and moved their way up, I could definitely see them working on a ensemble justice league game considering that they sort of got there with batman arkham knight of having all these different characters that you could kind of switch between uh, yeah. and play their different unique ways so that's somewhere i could see them go and then have warner brothers montreal do the just keep churning out batman games um whether yeah. it's like a batman uh origins or they've already done that but proper origins like start again <laughs> like the scratch um like or even just create their own batman game like don't touch the arkham uh what do you call it? arkham franchise um yeah franchise and just do their own thing but well yeah. like going to elseworlds type stuff you know like explore gotham by gaslight or fucking uh <clears throat> what's future gotham uh future batman calls i can't remember what is batman beyond and like right yeah you know, there's there's a lot of fucking there's a lot of Batman mythology out there that I think they could play with. I don't think they need to be restricted by Arkham. It, it, like they could still tie it into Arkham, but like, yeah, hmm. do their own thing. You know, branch out a bit, go their own way, which I think would be pretty good. Yep. Anyway, um, so yeah, I finished that and then I played the uh, Harlequin DLC and that was pretty rubbish. It, it's like a 30-minute DLC thing that is doesn't really add much to the story at all. It's like a set between or just before the events of Arkham Knight. Um, doesn't really add much at all. I mean, they try and do some interesting things with the combat in terms of she's not really a stealth character. She, she's got her, like, psycho vision. Everything turns red and she can see pretty much, you know, the enemies through walls. Very similar to the Batman detective mode. Um, yep. But she's not about stealth. Like, you hit someone. There's no, like, wider stealth knock out someone. It's just you just hit them. And it draws attention to people. And you can sort of use your uh, gadgets to... Uh, like laughing gas or put down like an explosive sort of toy box on the ground to deal with people but <clears throat> yeah it's just like they tried to do stuff it just doesn't go anywhere because it's so short like it doesn't give you an opportunity to be like all right I can sort of experiment with the different things they've given me it's just really bizarre <laughs> like I, I don't know if it was a paid DLC when it came out um, I, or it was like just a separate little extra bit that they put in there because uh, I do know they had, like, paid DLC. Um, I think they were called, like, Arkham Episodes or something along the line of that. It's it's in the actual menu um, where there's, like, Mr. Freeze content and that sort of thing. But this particular DLC add-on was terrible. It was, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they were doing. But, yeah, it's got me, got me excited for whatever Rocksteady's working on next. I think they did an awesome job, particularly with the story. I think the story's pretty well done for the most part um, the story's always been the highlight of the Arkham series I I don't think they did a stellar job with Knight's gameplay in a lot yeah. of fucking circumstances but they really the detracted from the um, sort of the like stealth tactics game I, like I never felt a need to 
be stealthy as Batman. Mm. Like you could, yeah. you definitely do it. But for the most part, I was like, oh, I just I'll just hide in this great jump up and punch a dude. If I get spotted, then I'll yeah. return to the the classic. Uh, it was more efficient to just do it the yeah. fucking brute force way. Yeah, uh, and and players will always gravitate to whatever is more efficient uh over over time you know yeah oh but you know you can do it this way it doesn't fucking matter if i'm not incentivized to do it that way then i won't do it that way Hmm. it's as simple as that yep yeah anyway um yeah and the batmobile batman um yeah i think the rest of these are yours oh no we played risk of rain too yes played more of that some of that you didn't seem to like it um yeah, it just like it doesn't seem like much has changed since the last time I played it. Is pretty samey from what I played. <clears throat> just more of like what I kind of checked. I think the last time I played it was uh, it said April 2019, so nearly a year ago. Uh, yeah, it actually, just seemed like more yeah, of the same. Actually, a year ago. Yeah, it's April. Yeah, it was a year ago. Um, um, no, you're fucking nuts, man. They've added heaps of characters. They've expanded the amount of fucking like levels that you go to. They've added all kinds of stuff. I just like, just gameplay wise, it just seemed very similar. Just you kind of just hold down the attack button, and then because you were playing with the same fucking character you were playing with last time. <laughs> no, I didn't. I played as uh, you played some as space the lady. Yeah, but yeah, chick. Yeah, you no, I was hel- I was helmet man last time with like oh dual God. pistols. Um, yeah, like the fucking basic characters are pretty fucking similar to one another. They're the basic characters. It'd be like, fucking, I played as Ken and now I'm playing as Ryu. And what the fuck? Street Fighter's all just the same fucking character. I don't fucking understand. Yeah, this guy like, punches, he kicks. What the fuck? Yeah, fucking kicking. I don't fucking think so. I'm punching, man. Um, but yeah, like, you, you didn't, you didn't seem to be having much fun. And, uh,. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's a game where everyone needs to be invested, I think, uh, for it to really work. Because otherwise, it can fall to bits. I mean, we had a two like that one game took us what was it like over uh, an hour. Maybe? Yeah, an hour and hour and uh, thirty minutes, I think, like n- nearly ninety minute play session. Yeah. Uh, but by the end, I mean. I think I my presence may have dragged you guys a little bit further than you should have been, and so that may have impacted the experience you had to some extent. I don't know. Uh, because, like, you guys would have wiped about three levels before we actually finished. Uh, maybe even more, solely because I knew what, needed to be done i knew mm-hmm. the enemies and all that kind of stuff so i wonder if my presence actually impacted that experience because you weren't the discovery phase wasn't there like you mm-hmm. weren't learning what these enemies did and how i know i learned some stuff enemy. i learned not to get that fucking shield thing that i got because i could never heal <laughs> yeah that's pretty funny uh luke luke got I uh, Luke got the fucking item. I can't remember the, not the item names because you don't really see item names. You just see the little symbols. The pictures. I can't even remember. But uh, yeah, but yeah uh, Luke got the item that replaces all but one percent of your fucking health with shields. Yeah. Uh, at the same time as he ha- already had, a, I'd say fucking I don't know, 
half of all of our fucking like when I looked at the tab things before you got that you had all healing equipment you didn't have a lot of fucking damage stuff you had a lot of heals I was but I did the most damage yeah yeah (laughs) because that chick has is she auto aims like you don't even have to fucking look anyway um yeah so uh but yeah you you had all this like healing stuff and it was useless it was absolutely useless on you yeah uh which was pretty funny and so yeah whenever your shield got fucking whomped you were just fucking you were I was dead you had no fucking yeah, like i couldn't heal i just instantly die i'm like oh, okay cool yep. more this spot again so yeah you just got fucking like burst was just the end for you and meanwhile i'm like yeah carefully putting together my team uh my my character i'm like oh i'll get this and this and this and then Luke was stealing all my fucking items and not picking up the items I told him to. And then Nate stole some. It was pretty, pretty good. We were a well-oiled team. Uh, we were. We managed to unlock Acrid after I uh, I was reading uh, in the in the chat. It's fucking ages ago. I think it was JB or Baz. Uh, mm. Baz. Baz was saying that, uh, yeah, he unlocked Acrid on his second run. It took me fucking ages to unlock acrid and acrid's yeah. amazing acrid's this fucking dinosaur dude uh he uh he rips shit up he's fucking spectacular and um it took me ages it was very difficult i don't even know how you accidentally find acrid baz but uh you did well to do it uh and then you had to go through all the fucking the portal challenges as well uh when we went to go find acrid when I unlocked Acrid for myself, so mm. to get to Acrid in Risk of Rain to to unlock him, you have to go. You have to go through the portal and then drop off the side of the fucking uh, place where you start. Uh, when you come through the portal at the start, you go to basically a shop that allows you to buy all these things uh, using either items or um, or lunar coins. Uh, so basically you then like instead of going into the shop you have to just drop off the side and then make your way to this other portal you go through the portal and then when you're in that new portal if you stand outside these domes you take damage the whole time and uh you have to activate these nine like uh, domes and the domes will grow and then they'll shrink rapidly after they're finished Hmm. but as they grow a bunch of enemies come to attack them you have to kill the enemies. And, uh, yeah. I was, first of all, I was the mercenary, who was a melee-only character. Uh, second of all, the first monster that spawned, I'd never seen before. I, st- I still haven't seen it since. I haven't seen, like, it's... I just, I, I've only ever seen it in that fucking... That one fight. So I had no idea what we were supposed to do against them. But they were huge, and they fucking hurt when they hit. I think they one-shot you, right? That's how you died. Was one of them fucking, uh, like slammed? Did its big tele? It did the teleport slam or whatever the fuck it was? I don't know. You know right. It one shot you. Yeah. Uh, they were fucking hammering. Like the only reason I lived through it was because I had that fucking my. Uh, I can't remember what the default button is, but my mouse four attack makes me invincible the entire time I do it. Like I can't take any damage. Um. So I I just did that. Uh, as much as possible and I was just fucking whomping all over the fucking place and then the second 
enemy. So the, the first one was the parent, which I've never seen before. And then the second one was another enemy I've never seen before. But they were, like, flying. And the mercenary is a melee character. Yeah. So I couldn't fucking do it. Like, I, I was sort of cooked. Mm. They were just sitting out, out the back, like, fucking pinging me. I'm like, oh, okay. And the third one was another fucking flying ranged character. I'm like, I don't fucking know how the fuck we're going to do this, boys, because I can't fucking do anything with them. I just have to keep dodging. Uh, and so that's basically what I did. And I got us through it, and we won. Uh, but it was, it was fucking tricky. It was rough. It was close, I tell you. I very nearly uh, died a bunch of times. And, uh, yeah, you guys wouldn't... I, I'm very glad that me getting through it unlocked acrid for you which is obviously a good thing because i would have been very upset if me getting through it hadn't unlo- i probably would have quit on the spot yeah um but yeah anyway uh yeah that was that was cool and we we got we went to the gilded coast uh which uh is another like secret area that wasn't there a year ago when you last played it and you had to we had you have to un- like you have to activate all these pillars at the same time and then kill the uh, kill the boss that spawns, and if any of the pillars aren't activated, the boss doesn't take any damage, and uh, you have to pay like money to activate the pillars. So the way to do it, mild spoilers, I suppose. Uh, the way to do it is to build up a bunch of money, enough money to buy all seven pillars instantly, and then you just go and buy all the fucking pillars, and then just kill the fucking monster the boss uh, but we did it uh, and all three of us got the fucking boss drop but it turns out you can't that's pointless yeah. like you can only get one of them which was a real fucking I was bummed out about that if I'm being honest it's like a um, summon or something yeah it summons Aurelian the, the boss to come help during boss fights so uh, let me I'm just gonna fucking look him up I'm very, very interested to see if, like, stacking him increases his power. The other thing I got was the aspect of lightning that basically turned me into a lightning elite monster. Hmm. I had all, all the powers of a lightning elite monster, which was pretty fucking good, if I'm being frank. Uh, that was that was pretty sick. Um, that may have carried me a little further than... Uh, we otherwise would have made Aurelianite, yep. the Titanic Gold Weaver, uh, and he drops the Halcyon Seed, and the Halcyon Seed. Come on, Wiki. Uh, oh, okay. So just. Yeah, okay, so it just increases his damage and it's counted for the group. So one person didn't have to carry all three of them. Um, So we should have basically, once we got that, once we got three Halcyon Seeds, we should have just been rushing the teleporter. Hmm. That would have been good to know. Oh. Anyway, uh, it was good. Good times. Um, I I enjoyed it. You clearly didn't. It seemed like Nate had fun, but uh, yeah, oh. Uh, I'd definitely be down to play it again, but I guess or not about that life yeah what a i don't know i'm just like maybe i have to try another character 
like the two that I've played, it just seems like you just the entire time all you do is just hold down the attack button and then just shoot things. Like it you just should have played Ac- Akron is actively broken. I told mm. I was I think I was explaining this. Uh but if you his his sprint cancels his melee attack, his mouse one attack, and his mouse one attack cancels his sprint. So what you can do is wait for him to get to the contact part of his mouse one attack. So you hold down on mouse one uh, and he will auto attack. Uh, and then you move forward. You have to be moving forward to sprint. Uh, and then you tap uh, sprint every time he gets to the contact part of his attack. And it will cancel the rest of the swipe. So his swipe is about four times longer than the point of contact. So you can effectively attack four times faster as long as you continue to sprint forever. Mm. Uh, and so you just fucking run around, running into things, like hitting them four times fucking faster than they, they're able to do anything uh, about. And uh, yeah, it's spectacularly broken and hilarious. Oh, I love his bits. Um, he's, he's well worth a, a shot. And obviously, as a melee poison-based hero he's extremely different to the shooting enemies type that you right. were used to so yeah yeah cool hmm. um next up we got final fantasy 7 remake is still here because you finished it i did uh yes i put this back well i i wanted to say uh last week when i was all like oh yeah i was I'm, I was being a bit unfair on Half-Life VR. I was definitely being a bit unfair on Final Fantasy VII Remake last week when I was like, fuck this game. Because uh, about, I don't know, fucking half an hour after where I was up to at that point. Because I basically just finished beating the Scorpion boss uh, in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, which is a... Sh- so, <clears throat> there's a bit to unpack on this one, eh? There's a bit to unpack on that moment alone, right? Because first of all, it took me, I checked, 17 minutes to, to beat that boss. Uh, and it was shit. I hated it. I hated it so much. Uh, I hate, oh my God, I hated that fucking fight, man. Like, it was just a fucking, I just think it's a bad fight. But then, uh, while I was, you know, surfing the net and stuff, having a look at stuff, uh, I saw a dude beat that boss in three and a half minutes without being hit once without yeah. like ever taking any damage yeah i'm like all right so there's a strong chance that <laughs> i might just be shit you, you're uh, like confirmed Job is yeah. bad at video games <laughs> there's a strong chance that i might just be shit at, at that uh at the combat system in final fantasy 7 remake but second of all, I don't think it really, like, you watch, I watched how he did it because it was extremely informative and taught me a lot about how to be better at the game, which is why I was watching it in the first place. But, like, it, like, he was switching a lot and the game doesn't teach you to switch at all, right? It switch characters, you, to, you mean? Yes, yeah. So you, you press the up on the D-pad and you'll switch uh from one character in your party to another and you can do different like different damage types or you know impact impact the battle in different ways you know and Mm -hmm. and it's geared around you maximizing that switching like basically switching is 
how to fight, right? But it doesn't teach you that at all. Hmm. It teaches you to press, like, to mash the square button and uh, and to occasionally cast some spells, you know, and pay attention to weaknesses. Uh, and I was doing that sort of stuff, but, like, so I was sort of thinking of it, like, in my mind, I, I guess I was trapped in the mindset of how Final Fantasy VII worked, um, when I, you know, originally played it hmm. 23, 24 years ago. Um, 23? 97? 97. Yeah. 23 years ago. Uh, yeah. So I was trapped in that mentality where, you know, because it was ATB, because it was basically a turn based RPG, essentially yeah. a turn based RPG, uh, you know, you would like the actions you would commit from each player were something that you sort of did in the course of the battle itself without any direct need to switch. Like it, it was sort of geared around you doing those things as a as a course of the, the game itself. And then the teaching portion of the lead up to the Scorpion fight sort of doesn't really prepare you to switch like when you when you do start switching combat in combat it makes sense like it has like an eternal logic to it because like pressing up or down to switch characters is sort of how you do it in a turn-based system right like Hmm. you would scroll down select barrett select action select shoot well, yeah, and that, right. that's because the game tells you like, oh, Cloud can't hit these enemies because they're flying, and you're like, oh, well, I need to switch to Barrett because he's got a machine gun hand or whatever he's got, uh, and so yeah. I can use that to knock them down. But when you get into a boss fight, you're like, I'll oh, just stick with the one character because that's what that's what I'm gonna do. Exactly right. Like it, it doesn't like. Well, okay, it's not like I can't. I don't need Barrett to shoot this dude. I can just fucking stand in his crotch and fucking wail on him. Like, why wouldn't yeah. I do that, right? Yeah, it's it like as an as a teaching experience, it sort of fails the player in that like that sense. But that doesn't make it entirely on the game because once you understand it, it it does have an internal logic. So there was you know this definitely fault uh, on my part there. You know, like it, it yeah, I was bad at the game, right? Like I was bad at the game. But at the same time, I didn't really know how to be better. Once I saw mm. how to be better, it did, yeah, it sort of clicked, right? I'm like, okay, yeah, that sort of makes sense. I didn't increase the difficulty. <laughs> I still played through the game on easy. I didn't give a fuck at that point, right? By the time I watched this- minutes on easy to beat this boss. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I did the boss fight on normal, and then I dropped it to easy after that fight. I'm like, if every fight is going to be like that, I'm not doing, I'm not playing this game. Mm. I'm just going to drop it to easy. Um but uh yeah like so yeah i dropped it easy and then played the rest of the game through on easy because i just didn't yeah i just didn't care like i just didn't care about the combat and then once i learned how to do the combat i bumped it up for like a little bit because i needed to do this fucking i needed to do this challenge where i needed to get the stagger percentage up to 200 percent uh and Everything on easy was dying too quickly for me to get it up to 200%. So I bumped it up to normal uh, difficulty so that I could, you know, get it up to 200%. Um, that was an annoying challenge, but I, I got it done. Uh, and then I went back to easy because I'm like, okay, I get it. 
and and it's actually quite involved, and uh, I may have unfairly written it off, right? Uh, and now that I know how to do it correctly, now that I've seen someone do it correctly, and I can replicate the concepts behind it. Yeah. Yeah. I was unfair. Yeah, and now system. it's your game of the year. Is this where the story is going? No. <laughs> oh my god, no. Uh, we're going to need a spoiler portion for this podcast, eh? Because some of the shit that I'm going to talk about in this in this uh, in this run, uh, not is now, so deeply spoilerific. Uh, not right now. Not right now. I will. I will clearly spoil a warning, but. I'm going to need about 10 minutes to run through some of the problems with this game. Anyway, non-spoiler related stuff. I don't think it's a good game. Overall, so I finished it and I don't think it's good. I don't think it... It's getting tense. I, I don't know how. Like, from a fucking fundamental perspective, uh, I, I just don't understand how it is getting tense. Uh, it's not bad, hmm. but... Some of the problems this game has are so fucking just core to the experience that I I just don't get it. Uh, I think the voice acting overall, like just on a, it's it's I guess it's tough, right? I get it. Uh, it's it's a thirty out of game, right? Yeah. It's, it's fine if there's a flub line here or there. I suppose. I mean, it's a fucking multi million dollar production. So I don't think it's out of line to expect, uh, I guess, you know, a base standard of competence. Hmm. Uh, But yes, it it genuinely feels like they just went first take on so many fucking lines in this game. Well, the director didn't give them good direction of to like, hey, this is what just happened. Like, (laughs) this is how the line is supposed to be read. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, there, there was no direction. Like, apparently the Japanese vo- voice acting is good. I don't understand Japanese, so uh, I guess I wouldn't really get that much out of that. I wouldn't be able to measure how well they delivered those things. Uh, I guess, you know, you can infer intonation and stuff. Uh, but, yeah, I wouldn't really... Yeah, I, I, I can't judge that. But I can judge the English voice acting. And yeah, like you said, it seems like the director didn't give them fucking any direction. There's a good chance that some of those fucking lines were read independent of the scene. You know, I'm not talking like, you know, we we talk, we, we hear stories about uh, video game voice acting where everyone was in the same room and they were all like talking and, you know, has a real conversational tone. It sounds really good and all that kind of stuff. Forget that. That's like... I've come to accept that generally mm. Japanese video games don't like that style. They prefer the constructed style. But this this is this is not that. This is not the oh, they read all their lines independent of someone else being there. This is they read their lines independent of the scene. They were given fucking they weren't given a script. They're getting a fucking list of line, lines to read and they just fucking blasted through them. Like fucking <laughs> yeah. crusty crusty the clown. Coming in, I'm like, hey, hey, it's Krusty. Hey, hey, it's Krusty. Hey, it's Sideshow Bob. Hey, it's Sideshow Bob. I'm done. Krusty, we haven't put the tape in. Like, that sort of shit. Like, that's what it sounds like. Legit. There's there's a line in particular. The one that I keep coming back to is... um, uh, 
Cloud going, they just keep coming. Like, there's a bunch of robots attacking him while he's on a train, uh, and the train is speeding to take him to a certain death. And he's like, they just keep coming, or so- something like that, right? But he delivers it, like, I don't know, he's he's... There's, he's in a mail room and the letters won't stop. And he's like, they just keep coming. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, there's so much like work to be Like, done, it's inconvenience him. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh my lord. Like, I only just woke up. Uh, yeah, like, it's, uh, like it's, a, it's a pretty key moment. Like, I originally was already put off in that moment because uh, Tifa kicks a flying robot out a window. She's like, take this! She kicks the flying robot out a window. I'm like, it's it's a it's a flying robot, Tifa. That probably wouldn't have done that much. Like, I don't know. Like, you're trying to drown a fish here. Like, it, I don't think it works. Um. Anyway, I was already put off, and then he he hit that hit me with that line. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and there was another one where it seems like they added in, uh, I can't remember the character's name. He's one of the Turks, uh, and he like, he's basically just in a helicopter flying around. I'll see if I, I've got a clip of it. I might have a clip. Uh, oh no, that's, that's the bit where they just stand in front of me. Let me... Yeah, I can't like I would send this to you to add uh, to the, but it's very deep into the game. But anyway, Seng says uh, probably for the best after all, and it sounds like he's supposed to say probably for the best after all, uh, but no, it, like it's like they clipped in after all into it. Like <laughs> yeah, just, they found it somewhere else. They're like, oh yeah. Just, just add that bit. Like, and then they forgot fine. to remove the space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, like, and I'm like, why is that in there? But like, it's not like those are the only instances. Anytime Aerith, uh, Th, I'll never get over that. Okay, she was always a heiress in the in the game I played, and I didn't go down the rabbit hole of Advent Children and all that kind of stuff. I remember Jay talking about it a fuck ton uh, way back in the day. Uh, but I never really got into it. Uh, he was definitely playing a fuck ton of this. Uh, by the way, he was one of the three people on my PlayStation list who played a shit ton of Final Fantasy remake. Mm. Did um, something happen to Destiny, or <laughs> Destiny servers were down? He's just the world's biggest weeb. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. Anyway. I didn't go into Advent Children, so I never really got attached to the concept of Aerith versus Aeris. Uh, but uh, anyway, regardless, Aerith, mm. all of her voice acting sounds like it is for someone in a completely different situation. Like an entirely different, I don't know, scenario. She's always like, you're in a fucking, you're in an underground lab surrounded by monsters, and she'll be like, don't worry about it. And you're like, what? what did you don't you seem to be taking this very seriously. You know, someone just got murdered, right? Like, right? Like, I'm, I'm a little concerned because they're, they're trying to kidnap you. Hmm. It's okay. And she always like does the, 
Look, obviously anime isn't my jam. Uh, so maybe, like, maybe there's a lot, right, about Final Fantasy VII Remake that isn't made for me, right? But as someone who fucking... I don't know. Loved the original. I figured Final Fantasy Remake was being made for me, right? Like... Oh, if you love the original, you'll love Final Fantasy VII Remake. That makes sense, doesn't it? That has... Uh, it, like, it just sort of follows? Hmm. Anyway, evidently not. Evidently, I have diverged greatly from the Final Fantasy part, of Seven Path, right? The Job who enjoyed the Job, uh, Ataku, Weeaboo, uh, Jackhole from 23 years ago is very different from the Job cynical fuckwit <laughs> uh, who exists today. Anyway, uh, I hated all of... Every every line she said was like fucking nails on a chalkboard. Uh, they all do that, that grunting thing that... Uh, I don't know. Like, instead of saying... Uh, 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 oh, uh, uh. And you're like, all right, this, I think this is a children's program <laughs> chance. So I don't know if you can just fucking spooge all over the place. That's actually speaking of it being a children's, pro- holy shit. They, it is a hilariously like almost cringe inducingly sexless. Like I get the feeling it's an adult story told for children, like told in that pantomime. Like it's obviously pantomime with the overacting and all that kind of stuff when they're acting at all and not just reading lines of fucking a blank piece of paper. Like they're like, you know, all the character models like fucking over gesticulate and fucking, you know, really fucking throw it out there and point upwards for no fucking reason earth and like all this kind of shit. And like, all right, yeah, fair enough, I guess. And then, you know, it's for children. There's one bit where Cloud, with his sword that is larger than he is, right, uh, chops up a bunch of fucking Shinra guards. This is very early on. And then Tifa's like, oh, what about those guys? Would they be all right? Because you've, like, you got to go fucking stop this dude from giving up the game. He's going to give up your terrorist organization because you're part of a terrorist organization. Which seems like adult themes to me. You know, I'm just going to throw that out there. But uh, then Tifa's like, what about those guys pointing at the, the Shinra guys all over the ground? And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, well, they're fucking dead, right? What, do you want me to fucking dig a hole? Right, are we going to bury them? Because this is a sword, it's not like a shovel. And I have been hired for a job, and that job is murdering Shinra people, right? Like, that's my job here. It's But then Cloud's like, they'll be okay when they wake up. I'm like, motherfucker, they're going to wake up? From what? Sword attacks? <laughs> what? And, like, other people die, right? People are capable of dying. It does happen, right? But, no. Nah. Not here, uh, not in this case, not from the giant sword, which I guess, and Barrett's got a fucking, oh my god, like, a power plant, the power plant blows up, right? And you catch a train. Your escape, your escape plan is to use public transport to flee the scene of, of your terrorist crime. And you jump on the, on the, on the train, and all the people are like, Oh my god, 
the the power plant the make Marco oh my god it's called Marco I, I spoke about this last week but still the Mako power plant just blew up right and they're like who could have done this and this dude with a fucking like the dude with the fucking giant sword and the guy with the, a gun for an arm right jump on the on the train and they're like don't know if cosplay is the you know right fuck it I don't know if it's just time for cosplay champs like fucking Mako power plant just blew up and then fucking Barrett's like yeah well fuck all Shinra and you're like uh, let's just just <laughs> keep it down on the down low <laughs> let's let's also well speaking of keep it down like they constantly give each other shit like Barrett will be like yeah we did it we won and then Tifa will be like do you want to take it down a couple of notches she says that and it's because it's one of the canned responses at the end of a battle. She says it a lot. Like, she's just being a bitch to Barrett. Like, for no reason at all. And it sort of, like, twists everything, all every interaction they have. You're like, yeah. do they kind of hate... They kind of hate each other. They hate each other a lot. And then Tifa will say other things. Like, you'll be like, Cloud, Cloud you'll finish a fight and Cloud will be like, that's it. Keep your hands up or something like that. Keep your gloves up. And she'll be like, yeah, sure thing, coach. And at first, it sounds like she's like being sincere. Like, ha ha, yeah, sure thing, coach. Will do. And then, but after you hear her say, do you want to take it down a notch? A couple hundred times to Barrett. It sort of twists. And then suddenly it's like, ha ha, yeah, sure thing, coach. Like fucking, why don't you tell me more, cunt? Like, keep going. Keep Keep with the advice, fucking sorty boy. I'm out here punching robots, and you you got a sword that knocks people out, okay? I don't fucking need battle advice from you, fuckstick, okay? And it sort of makes sense. You're like, yeah, it's all coming together. <laughs> anyway, back to the, the child, like, the it's a game for children, right? Mm. Like, yeah, everyone gets knocked out, right? All of this sort of links into itself. I don't know when to start the... T- oh, yeah. It all links so much that I'm not sure when to start spoiler chat. I think we've got to do it next I week. Because w- it's not out yet. It, the global release give, is in I two don't, days. I don't, give, I don't give a fuck. I've, I've finished the game and it's not like I bought it. I bought it from a store. It's not like a fucking... <laughs> Who released it's not my usual. Early. It's not my usual shit of I know too much about a game because I got an advanced copy. I went and bought it from a store. Hmm. Like, all I'm saying, like, it'll be 10 minutes, right? You're not interested in playing. I'm, I'm going to play it, yeah. You. Get the fuck out of here, Luke. I've You're not going to play it. this. <laughs> Get out of You shouldn't. Cancel the, cancel the pre-order. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, sexless. So, one of the classic moments in Final Fantasy VII uh, early game is when you go to uh, Wall Market and you have to dress up as a lady for, you know, comedy purposes, which I thought was pretty odd back in 97, right? And in 2020, it feels kind of tone deaf. Like, ha ha ha, it's funny because... Ha ha ha, Cloud is dressed like a woman. Ha 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 ha, he is so uncomfortable. Ha 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 ha. Right, like, I, th- I think the world might have moved on from that particular gag. But, mm. regardless, War Market is essentially, you know, the uh, 
the red light district of uh, the under, under, under whatever portion of Midgar, right? Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's the seedy underbelly. Uh, it's basically like Golden Guy in, in, in Tokyo type thing. You know, you, you've got like bars down alleys and like, you know, criminal element and all that kind of stuff. And you know, bright lights and neon and like burlesque dancing and stuff like that. Anyway, you go and you you get the help from a, of a madam of a massage parlor and uh, you pay no for sex. the... Uh, no, she gives you a <laughs> hand massage. But, like, they try to, like, ham it up so that it's, like, this sexy hand massage. Ah, yeah. And all it does is underline how, um, I guess, neutered the entire thing is. Like, it's, it's just, it's weird. That, in particular, is weird. Like, a lot of Cloud's motivation type stuff is weird right he goes in you know the first like i don't know four hours of the game he's like i better be paid i'm just here for the payday yeah you better give me some money and fucking badger from breaking bad is like hitting on your hard hardcore and then jesse uh the the chick uh who didn't really have any lines in the original but is now a fleshed out character She's non-stop hitting on you, and then fucking Charlie Sheen, um, Biggs is uh, maybe hitting on. I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, it's hard to tell with Biggs. Um, I think he's got a, a hard on for you, and like everyone's just hitting on you non-stop, and you know it'll never go anywhere because that's you know it's a children's game, and everyone gets knocked out instead of killed, and then yeah, and then like there's no time pressure i think they make a huge mis- they, they, they make a huge error by having a clock uh early on when you set that bomb right and you set it for 20 minutes and then you like wrap up that sequence in like four minutes and you're like right <laughs> there's probably like i would have to be trying to run out of time uh hmm. from from that countdown but the thing is then Anytime they try to in, like implore urgency, but they don't fucking chuck a clock up, there's no urgency. Yeah. Right? Like, you like, take as long as you want. Right? Like, I didn't even. There, there wasn't a need for urgency when there was a clock. You better believe I'm not fucking rushing when there is, like, nothing. Right? And, but the, the stakes, like, what everyone's talking about, the stakes are so high. That it feels like there should be a lot more urgency than there is. They're like, we've got to get everyone fuck. We've got to get evacuated. 50,000 people are going to die. Also, uh, if you were to stop by and do this squats challenge, hmm. you might earn some new material. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm going to do squats challenge. It's, it's, uh, it's the Mass Effect problem, right? Where the, yeah. the, the, the universe is going to explode. But i got to go deliver some mail somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, it suffers so, so hard from that shit. Like, hmm. and and it, it's not really able to do anything about it. Uh, the I don't think the script writing is all that good. There's too many repeated lines. There's a, a nostalgic sort of, uh, like, I felt a nostalgic sort of pang uh, from hearing 
the same like ambient lines over and over you run past this person and they'll be like oh is that the merc who blah 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 and you'll be like yeah right and you run past them again they'll say it again you're like oh sort of like how in old school jrpgs if you talk to someone multiple times they They say the same thing i get it like uh, it's kind of cool um but yeah it's i don't i I didn't find it you know it was it was a pain it wasn't i didn't think it was good it was amusing for a moment but it was par for the course so it actually got really tired really quickly anytime you ran past or near someone they'd say it and so it was just noise after a time and so you quickly learn to to block it out i just didn't think that was such a great idea right um and then and then the time wasting i reckon is i think it took me 33 hours to finish uh by the last two hours you don't play anymore you sort of watch um you do yeah uh, there's well i mean there is a boss fight uh and it's a good fight uh but yeah you, you, you're not terribly involved beyond that um it's like a kojima game at that point yeah exactly like but even outside of the watching there's so much in the game that just doesn't need to happen that just flat out doesn't need to happen that they were under the impression that they are that it is a Final Fantasy game. People have paid $100 for their Final Fantasy game. Uh, and so they better get their 30 hours of Final Fantasy game. And what they get is a lot of fucking pointless backtracking and time wasting. Uh, hmm. and, it, and it is... It is, like, at the core of the game experience. It's fucking deep in the core of the game experience. Like... You cannot get away from it. It is that fucking deep. And it's... I don't think it's a good thing. Um, uh, under any circumstances. There are so so many circumstances where the game... Like, you'll be running and the game will just slow you down. Like, you just can't run anymore. Or circumstances where to get to a new location, you have to do the, like, sidle through a tight squeeze... Mm-hmm. But that tight squeeze takes about three times longer than it should. Like I'm thinking in particular, there's a there's a a kid who takes Moogle medals uh, as a currency, and you can use that to buy a bunch of stuff. And uh, quite a lot of it is quest related, and so you can you earn these Moogle medals and use that to buy the stuff you need for quests and. Uh, I guess it's supposed to build out the orphan element of uh, of the city of Midgar, but uh, yeah, all, all it really does it, to get to him is you have to sidle through this portion. It's ten to fifteen seconds of sidling. Is it like and loading? <laughs> it's like the section that you're going into isn't that long, so it shouldn't be, but. Hmm maybe like but that's not good enough in my opinion uh like i don't feel like 
the play like just fucking just do a loading screen i don't give a fuck anymore i i'm tired of having to like it is the equivalent of like those of games where you have to hold the play button right like the 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 game that's a movie where you have to hold the fucking play button i don't like it i I don't think it's good game design i honestly I, i think it is uh reductive i think it is uh negative gaming uh like a negative experience negative playing experience uh because all it does is make you feel like you're wasting your time and if you happen to go you know uh early on there was a section where i could see a piece of material that i hadn't actually gotten to and so i appreciate uh the puzzle of working out how to get to that material right uh that's part of that's part of the the game experience is working out the path or what you need to put together to get to that material uh but i figured what i needed to do was go back i figured i must have missed how to get there in the first place like earlier on in the game and so i needed to backtrack to backtrack i needed to walk past these fans and the fans would blow me off unless i i walked really slow blow me uh <laughs> all right I, all right sexless indeed um but like this walking past these fans slowed cloud down like slow the whole fucking team down uh, immensely so just walking this one section took like a full fucking minute uh as opposed to just so backtracking itself was an unattractive option just because of that not to mention i had to find the exact trigger point where i could fucking walk past but whatever uh it's so rigid it's so hyper linear like the game is is these linear fucking narrow corridors that link these broader sections that involve some light puzzle work and i just i yeah going back through that corridor is tedious because you know what to expect it's it is what it is and so much of the game revolves around not giving you enough information once i got back back past the fans and i got to where i thought i needed to go based on the visual inspection of the layout i got there and the the bridge to the material collapsed and it didn't work hmm. i couldn't go there and so i i then knew that that was not the correct solution and i had to go back across the fans again so my backtracking had been wasted and so i had to go through all of that again and so but like that was on purpose that was the purpose of that section was literally to waste my time right they they literally wanted to slow me down and it happens over and over and over again things fall like oh yeah this way is now blocked go a different way uh that you've got to move these giant hands for some reason uh hands oh yeah they've got these giant robot hands there's an entire section of the game where all you do is move giant robot hands, but it lasts. Like, it's it's a pretty simplistic puzzle that lasts so much fucking longer than it needs to. There's 
there's a part where you're going through a museum and you cannot open the next door until the museum is, has finished talking. Hmm. But it's not talking. It stops talking. It's just showing you pictures after a portion of time. It's no longer talking and just showing you a slideshow. You have to go to a fucking slideshow, basically. And this is this is on the main path of the fucking game, right? It is literally just wasting time. Like, specifically wasting players' time. And that is by design. That is what they're trying to do. You go to open a door and a rat steals the key. So you have to chase the rat. Hmm. And naturally, there are seven more fights in between you and catching the rat, right? Or you are walking across a platform and the platform collapses. That specific thing happens like four times. Walking across the platform and it collapses and now you have to walk through it again. Like, and lo and behold, there are seven fights in between you and the fucking uh, getting back to it. Like, just getting back to where you were. Right? It just wastes time over and over. They have dragged out. Like, I appreciate the game. I think it does a really good job of building out Midgar, like the Undercity of Midgar. I think it does a fucking spectacular job of doing that. And if it was a 15-hour game that did Mm. that, I would probably be annoyed at the concept of charging a hundred dollars for a slightly fleshed out but like midgar in final fantasy 7 was only supposed to take about like 10 hours right like if you added 50 percent of like to that right i feel like that would be fairly reasonable or even doubled it 20 hours and did some of the padding out horse shit right i i guess it would be fine but that's not what happens. They fucking... They triple the length. But they only add about 50% more content. That's what's happening here. Is they triple the length through time-wasting techniques. Hmm. And while, while only really adding a bit of content. Yeah, you, you meet... You know, you find out a fuck ton about Jesse and, and Wedge and Biggs. And that's cool. And I like that. And then you find out a lot about the, you know, Sector 6 and Sector 7 uh, and Sector 5. You find out a lot of the daily life in those sectors. And I think that's cool. And they really flesh out Mika as a place. And then you also spend a fuck ton of time doing the same thing over and over, solving the same puzzle moving hands, walking on collapsing walkways, uh, past fans that slow you down to a tenth of your normal speed, or just generally being slowed down to a a walk because the game decides this is a portion where you need to walk. Or, yeah, it uses those ledges that you need to sidle across so that you can admire the game. Like, oh my God, it loves the smell of its own farts so much. It is so enamored with what it has created for you that it forces you to appreciate it you know those those times like in i I think uh, like prey 
right? Or Bioshock, these games that have created these spectacular worlds. And I always, I love to ask, I, I'm sure they hate to answer this question, but I love to ask because I love the variety of uh, despair you see. But anytime they bring an environmental artist down and you ask them, how do you feel about uh, the idea that 99% of people will never appreciate anything you fucking made? Uh, and they're like their faces drop and they're like yeah we actually have like meetings discussing how to get through that because i totally understand that people aren't gonna look at half the stuff i've done but mm. they know that that one percent who do are gonna be like it's gonna add so much and then there's the fact that peripherally you know like 50 percent of people won't notice exactly the thing they saw but it will be absorbed by them anyway and yeah. so that like they'll get that much more out of it and then like you know there'll be the the people who just don't notice anything and they'll probably finish like they'll probably quit two hours into the game or something you know like it doesn't really their experience doesn't really matter hmm. but yeah there are those people like there's those layers of how much attention people pay to the environment and they reconcile with it by, but like, but accept that you need to allow players to have the freedom to not pay any attention because it is critical to the, the gameplay experience. Final Fantasy VII is like, no, <laughs> you're going to look at this. Also, three steps later, you're going to look at it again. I don't think you were fucking looking before, motherfucker. Look again. Did you see how fucking good that is? And then you're like, yeah, okay, cool. All right. And you just fucking... And then the bridge collapses and you go back to the start and they make you look at it a third time. Make it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> 100%. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, they just piss away time so much. So, like, without giving away any of the ending how much of the game do you feel like you've played of the part one or whatever they're doing here this is what i want to talk about luke i want to do spoilers i want to do 10 minutes of spoilers i think we have to wait till next week <laughs> it is literally not out yet globally i want it it is a fucking public service announcement I feel right. like I was tricked. And I don't know how to talk about that without spoilers. Hmm. Right? And I don't know how to not talk about that before the entire world has access to buying it. Because I don't I don't think people are buying this game based on the correct information. I don't know how to fucking say that, like, say any more than that without spoilers. And yet, I don't want to fucking not say this because I feel like it's vital fucking information. People should fucking know. Hmm. I don't know, man. Like, give me five minutes of spoilers. I won't, I won't even go that deep into spoilers, okay? I won't, like, talk about exactly what happens. But I will broadly speak about what this game does that I think 
is a huge error. Okay? Right. Five minutes. Five, chuck it on the clock. Let us let me bring up my fucking phone. Give me a fucking timer. If I can fucking work out how the timer works. Oh, my God. Do I have a fucking timer app? Sure, I've got a timer app. There we go. It's usually under clock, and then you go time stopwatch. Okay, here we go. Okay, here's what we're gonna do though. You're gonna give me the double thumbs up because I'm gonna I'm gonna turn my headphones off. Okay, okay, <laughs> fair enough. Okay, we're gonna start spoilers now. Or or oh. we can do the thing where I turn my headphones off, and then I talk over what you're saying just to pretend like. Like, I'm going to guess what you're saying, and it'll make it really confusing for people. That will make it far too confusing for people, but it might make it so that Square <laughs> Enix don't try to uh, assassinate us. So, I don't know. Uh, no. Anyway, you ready? Mm. Beginning. So, what happens... Uh, let me just be clear. Spoilers for the next fuck five minutes. Okay, spoilers for Final Fantasy VII Remake for the next five minutes, Okay. Uh, and it'll be so skip ahead five minutes from now uh, what's happening in Final Fantasy 7 Remake is that this game is not it, it it abandons the fucking the story of Final Fantasy 7 it, and it does it specifically and deliberately with the like I, I don't know how like based on the fucking parameters I've been given I don't know how to fucking explain it uh super well but what it's doing is it is like meta narratively changing the uh the story of final fantasy 7 and deliberately throwing it out like deliberately throwing out the plot of final fantasy 7 that you played and loved in 1997 and that feels to me like a bait and switch. It feels like I was tricked. It feels like I was told it would be Final Fantasy VII Remake. And what I got instead was, I don't know, uh, like, I've, it feels like a weasel, a weasel use of the word remake, right? Like they've used remake there uh, to justify completely redoing how Final Fantasy works and it feels like i was sold on the premise of them remaking like in the same sense that you know a resident evil 2 remake or uh like uh yeah a resident evil 2 remake is a really fucking good like uh in like comparison right like this idea that what it's doing is retelling the story of resident evil for now right that's not what's happening in final fantasy 7 is they are telling a brand new story uh and and it only becomes clear in the last like three hours of the game and it feels awful uh like for so many reasons but like the cynic in me and god knows i'm cynical but the cynic in me right believes that they did this so they they could bank on the nostalgia of players believing they were going to get final fantasy 7 remade which is 1000 percent why i bought in i mean they've been deliberately vague on what the fuck 
uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake would entail, how much of it, look, it'll involve Midgar, but we're not going to go into any more details. What's the next, what what sections is it going to be broken up into? How much of Final Fantasy VII are we going to get? They have been deliberately vague in what that, like, what that involved, and I believe they did that on purpose because they, they want to abandon making Final Fantasy VII or remaking Final Fantasy VII, right? They, they don't want to remake Final Fantasy VII. What they want to do is make a new thing using the Final Fantasy VII brand. And that's what they've done. But they tricked me, right? I believe, I feel like I was tricked into buying Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, on, the, on the premise that I was going to get a Final Fantasy VII Remake. The fucking weasel word there is remake, right? But we have, we've remade it. Right, we have. Oh, don't don't mute, unmute, Luke. Uh, I I just that was me just thumbs upping for fun. Um, what they've done is they've remade it. They've recreated the entire fucking like game game world, and they're gonna remake it in their own fucking image. Right? It is. Uh, it is a remake. Oh fuck! Like, like fucking new coke or some shit you know like oh yeah we've remade coke and it's just it's not the fucking same or like when they fucking remake the fucking pringles packet and suddenly there's fucking 40 percent less pringles you're like what the fuck is going on here where are all my fucking pringles right like that's final fantasy 7 remake is a remade fucking pringles and i'm like where the fuck are all my pringles and their their plan is i'm running out of time and their plan is to fucking like just make their own game from here on out and they're able to do it it is not a final fantasy 7 remake it is not a remake of the fucking classic game it is a reinvention of the fucking game based on the fucking franchise and i felt i feel like i was yeah bait and switched uh and it doesn't feel good and if like i feel like people should be fucking warned but uh that's time up time up hey time up time up you done? Time's up, time's up, time's up. Yeah, like, I guess. I mean, you're not going to fucking finish it by next week's podcast, right? Like, What uh, do you think I'm doing next week? <laughs> I... Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I'm finished, but Jesus Christ. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a fucking good way to do things. Uh... So anyway, buyer beware, I guess. Uh, yeah, let's move on. But we'll see. I mean, we'll have maybe we'll have different experiences because I've not I've, I've got no attachment to the other games. Oh my god! Game games. I so. forgot. Yeah, I forgot about the people who had no fucking clue about Final Fantasy VII. Maybe you will have. Yes, I love it. Maybe you will have a different experience. You will not love it. It, the last three hours of that game are so fucking off the rails. It is spectacular. Mm. It's made by the dude who made Kingdom Hearts. Did you know that? Um, no. Yeah. Well, I liked Kingdom Hearts. Oh, yeah? It's a good, good, wholesome game. Good storytelling experience, would you say? Uh, no. Coherent story? I never said would, that. You, would you say it was a coherent story? I don't think I can tell you what the story is about. Well... At least the last Strap one that I Strap in, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> let's move on. Yeah. 
All right, uh, we got some uh, VR games here. Sound Self. Yeah, so Sound Self is a uh, is a VR meditation experience. And I checked out. I haven't checked out a lot of it. It's quite confusing, uh, but it's a VR. Seems to be medita- working for you. Uh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm so much more fucking centered. Um, <laughs> But I, I've genuinely thought that VR would be an interesting uh, space for meditative experiences for a long time, and mm. uh, this one is is trying to do that. Um, I couldn't do it for very long because the primary function of the it has you lie on the ground and. Uh, I don't know how other VR headsets work. How how's your one going, Luke? Is it still? I think on a it's ship still in Australia, in somewhere. Pacific. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> I haven't checked. But uh, yeah, my one has a big fucking strap on the head, and then it's got a big wire going down the back of your fucking spine, uh, right. and uh, it's actually got a second wire for the headphones, and lying down on that is intensely uncomfortable and so uh i don't i i'm not really uh in terms of meditation i'm not really uh prepared for the vr experience of lying on a bed of nails so uh it didn't really work out for me um i I think i just think it needs to be a seated experience i i i don't know like i've never done i've done meditation before uh and I've never done it lying down. So, I don't know. It's confusing. I've always done it in a seated position. So, it's confusing. Right. And the, the other thing is the the person who talks you through it talks way too fast, like really quickly. You know, uh, in my experience... It's supposed to be calm. Yes. The person leading the meditation experience needs to speak clearly and slowly and in a calming voice and not fucking boop, 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 boop. now it's time to lie down motherfuckers let's go we're gonna do some meditation let's go who's who's hamped up yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and i'm like fucking holy shit i'm sure i'm <laughs> concentrating on my breaths and they're going a hundred fucking times a minute yeah anyway uh so that was weird uh but i'll continue to try to experience it but i just i need it to be in a seated position or it's not going to fucking work for me um so are you are you doing this in front of your computer is that what's happening oh yeah right yeah uh well i don't know where else i would do it the, the vive is connected to the computer so yeah anyway, uh beat saber uh i've been playing some more beat saber uh because my wife wanted some uh i don't know she wanted some like active experience that she could do with while trapped inside a fucking house yeah and uh beats she's like <laughs> she's enjoyed beats over in the past uh but like it's a it's a good workout experience it works as a like a exercise activity like mm. she does it for like half an hour a day and she like it gets her heart like her blood flowing and all that kind of stuff and uh i've been playing it a little bit as well but i'm fucking shit uh and she like we got the mod so you can download custom songs and stuff right yeah and she like only gets songs that are fucking expert level and i'm like fucking 
Um, you, you just want to meditate. I'm just trying to meditate <laughs> up in this bitch. Fucking. Uh, yeah, I'm just like uh, waggling my fucking hands all over the place, missing everything. I'm like, uh, I'm terrible. Um, mm. No, I'm. Uh, I've I've tried out because there's like now a mod manager. They made it really easy to mod and stuff, which is cool. Um, but yeah, like. I tried out like the Darth Maul. Oh yeah, yeah. Have you cool. seen that shit? Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, but, but how do you like? Are you just holding one wand? How does that work? Yeah, you just hold the one wand and you hold it like it's a double-sided lightsaber, I suppose. Right, and you use like gyros to yeah, just figure uses, it out. It uses yeah. the. It works like really well from that perspective. Mm. Um, the main challenge is you got to. Well, I found you have to like I can't do directions because the I think you need songs to be mapped to work with the double light set uh, di- double sided lightsaber um, right. f- because like a lot of the time it'll be like fucking go out like this go two hands like each hand goes up diagonally away from the body and yeah, that's impossible the fucking yeah. <laughs> so you have to like but like the amount of mods make like and the modding scene makes it so fucking easy to change all that shit that's not that big like so i just changed it so that uh there were no directions on the buttons so Hmm. now like it's less complicated it's not as hard but like there's just two fucking uh boxes and so you just sort of have to like put the fucking saber up there and then like the rest of the like complexity it's actually yeah i can do stuff on expert uh, at, at that with a double sided light, lightsaber in no fucking directions mm-hmm. I'm such an expert uh, anyway uh, it's good fun though and uh, yeah it's a cool little way to yeah get the I don't know no, my biggest problem is is my wife wants to use my computer for half an hour every day now which yeah. is extremely disruptive have you told her to get her own right like fucking and, and buy your own Vive I don't want to uncork that bottle um yeah uh let's uh, i don't want to yeah yeah pull on that thread i think but yeah anyway i mean it's a it's a fair assessment like you don't want her eye you don't want no eye infections right eye infe- maybe what well, how the she fuck may she- have some sort of eye infection how would she have a fucking eye infection i don't know that's what you'd be careful of what if she did and then she got it all on your vive your vive eye and then you put it on and then you have an eye infection <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I, ha- I hadn't considered it and I will continue to dismiss the concept I suppose because that's lunacy um, yeah because uh, it's too hard to get like disinfectant wipes these days so she's got to get her own I feel like you can't be wiping that down anymore <laughs> what if I were to just stop using the VR uh, that would probably be easier Okay, <laughs> we might do that instead. Uh, or, or I just assume my wife isn't getting pink eye from somewhere because um, she can't leave the house. Like, she, yeah, where's she gonna yeah. get it from? She's gonna fucking like cupcake herself and then cram it on her fucking eye or something. Isn't that how you get the, mail, pink the eye mailman? The mailman, gold. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah. What else have we got? Green Hell. Uh, we, green Hell, yeah. 
Let's do it. Uh, Green Hell is a, is an independent. Oh, it's, it's from an independent studio. Uh, it's a survival game where you are playing a character who's been trapped in a in a forest, some sort of forest, not, not the, the forest, <laughs> but a forest. Yes, a different hey. forest. Um, yeah, it's a survival game basically, and it's uh, it's very much in the similar vein as the forest where you're kind of working your way up through a survival um like logbook and learning more and more about the environment and the mechanics as you slowly begin to find new things that you can do in the world um so it starts off super basic like all right you got to build some or craft some bandages and it sort of gives you like the plants you need to go looking for and you'll um be able to gather certain bits and pieces from a plant to create a bandage and then you can make an axe using stone and sticks uh and it sort of escalates from there to the point where you're like all right you can build uh infrastructure for houses like walls and and roofs and and that sort of stuff um and then different types of weapons and it sort of escalates as you go further and further in the game um and then they've got the uh like the survival mechanics of you've got to maintain your your health and your stamina um and sort of there's like four different stats you've sort of got to keep an eye on. So I think one of them is carbohydrates. Uh, is there? There's protein. Fats. There is fats. And then there's water. Um, they the four? I think so. Sounds about right. Yeah. And uh, by you doing certain things in the world sort of makes them go up or down. So um, you might have to drink water in order to get that water stat back up. But there's a river nearby and the, the water is dirty and so you can't drink that otherwise you'll get parasites um so you've got to try and find a way to get that water boiled so that you can drink it and so what do you do you go find a coconut and you cut the coconut in half and then you eat out all the stuff in the coconut and you use a coconut shell as like a scoop and it's like that sort of stuff where you're trying to think of ways that you can sort of um solve a problem survivor man type shit you know yeah yeah, um, and so we were huge fans of The Forest. Like, we, we were really digging that game and sort of... I feel like it was one of the first ones we kind of jumped in where they took the crafting aspect yeah, and, and melded it really well with the survival sort of um, environment. And so we've seen a lot of... There's been other games out there like Your Rust or um, uh, Seven Days... Is it Seven Days to Die? I never really played that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played that. Um, but I feel like the the forest is definitely the highlight of all those that I've I've checked out, and and this game in particular seems to take a lot of influence from the forest at least uh, in terms of things that you come across in the world. Um, a lot of the survival mechanics. Uh, there's stuff in the game like sanity meters, um, which again can have an effect on you as a character. Uh, and so, yeah, I think it does a really good job. At, well, at least it's, it does a really good job of giving you a lot of things to try and learn about the world. And I think in terms of what I've seen so far, it's definitely a lot more complicated or a lot more in-depth than yep. The Forest. Yeah. Um, it's like it starts off where you can cut down a tree, right, using your, your axe. And that tree will fall down. And in The Forest, it'll be like, all right, you've got logs now. That was pretty much the way it went, right? You, you cut it down and you got logs. Whereas this game, it starts off and it's like, it's a log. 
and you cut the log in half and it splits off into two sticks or two long sticks and then you can cut that down even more and it's like another set of sticks and like there's always different layers on top of that um like that one particular thing that you've got that you can sort of drill down and eventually um there's sort of different ways you can utilize that particular log not necessarily for building but you can be like all right and keep chopping this thing down and eventually it'll break it down to, into all these different types of components uh and so it does that really well like the, the co- back to the coconut thing right you can use that to eat to to get your carbohydrates back up or your pro whatever it is that it gives you i haven't played enough of this game to know exactly what coconut's going to give you yeah. um but you can use it to eat or you can use it to drink or you can use it as a tool to to um carry water or like one thing that you figured out you basically had all these split coconuts and you put them on the floor because we were trying to figure out how to get water and eventually over time as it rained the coconuts would fill up with water and we could drink them and so that was our main source of getting water at that stage because we were playing in co-op um and i was like okay that's cool like i like the little things it does with that like it really um changes sort of the way you think about the game (laughs) like you're trying to you're given a, a puzzle to solve or a problem to solve and you try and think all right well how do i fix this and there yeah. was a bunch of instances where we were like all right what do we need to do to do this and we managed solving it by just thinking like all right what, what would we do what, what how can we try and fix this and it seemed to work most of the time they're like the coconut halves on the ground to get rainwater mm. is a really good example of like yeah it just sort of fucking worked right like or i made a spear by sharpening a stone and tying it to a stick like yeah like that sort of natural puzzle solving like that yeah logical puzzle solving type stuff yeah worked out right mm. anyway go on those are just two examples um no so anyway we were playing uh as a co-op game so it's just come out in co-op this week and uh traditionally there's a main like a story mode that you can play by yourself that's a single player game that goes through i guess the events of you getting to this location uh and then things happen and eventually yeah you'll progress further and further through this actual story they've set out um but in, in particular, like I haven't played a lot of that story. We kind of did the tutorial. I think all of us stopped at the same same part. And um, that part was sort of like the game telling you very basics in terms of how to craft or how to how to look at your uh, your body to figure out like if there's anything on you or like inspect yourself. Really basic ter- like in terms of the lower level gameplay mechanics. But I think it gave you enough to try and like figure things out for yourself. I I, I don't know yet. Like we haven't um, we haven't really dived into it too much in terms of the um, the survival Story, mode that yeah. we're playing. Yeah, we're yeah. playing survival, and it doesn't tell you any of that shit. It just sort of fucking assumes you in. assumes you've played enough to understand what you're doing. Which yeah, I guess we hadn't really. No, when you think about it, no, no. Um, but yeah, we, we kind of just, and there was no real sense of what we're supposed to be doing either, I guess, at this stage, like at least in the, the forest, the, the great thing about that was that, uh, you were playing the, the campaign or the, the, uh, the story, the actual story mode with other people and getting something out of it. Whereas this feels just like a, uh, 
I'm just building things or I don't know maybe there is stuff to go out there and find and do um, but I just didn't get a sense of what that should be yet um, mainly because <clears throat> like in the forest you're given a task list right of like here's here's different things you can check off and mark yeah. and that sort of thing whereas this just purely it says survival when you start up a game and that's like see how long you can survive or just go do stuff and that's pretty much all it seems to be at this point um, yeah not that there's anything wrong with that. I just wish there was some sort of story mode behind it that I could go explore with, my, with other people. <laughs> yeah, like the, the co-op situation doesn't really like add enough to like... I, I think Green Hell sort of... I don't know. It, it really relies on its story at this, at this point. Hmm. I think the 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 story is such a huge portion of what makes up the game, and co-op not involving that sort of yeah drags away from that experience. Yeah. Um, because yeah, you don't really get any of the the storytelling stuff out of it. Um. Like I, whereas I, where like the storytelling is very limited. Like we can we can go on for. I mean, we did. We went on numerous times about the forest and like we were going yeah. to go do this thing and we ran into this and all these other things happen. Whereas this just seems to be like, all right, well, we were building a camp and a, lion, a tiger showed up. Yeah. But like that particular story is something that will happen once and then it's not really going to be a story anymore because if it keeps happening, it's just going to be a gameplay mechanic that's always there. Like it's not like we were doing something or we were going looking for something and then that, this, this tiger showed up. It's just like, It'll happen once and like, okay, cool. There's a tiger. Fair enough. Um, like it'll happen the first time and then it's no longer this unique thing anymore. It's just kind of a, a part of that survival game. Yeah, that's the, that's that's basically it. I mean, yeah, I think you, you need some sort of storytelling experience to drive people to do things because as a survival experience, it just seems super overbearing like super like I don't know rough like we just sort of fucking we just eat shit a lot uh not literally eat shit I, you can't you can pick up shit we tried for some reason, yeah. but you can't eat it um <laughs> yeah no it's just it's just a super punishing survival experience which I don't really go in for to be honest I don't dislike it it's just without the fucking drive to learn anything new about the world or anything, uh, I don't really see the point, I guess. Yeah, you know? you're kind like, of just doing stuff. You just do stuff, yeah. Uh, yeah, and yeah, it's really rough surviving. I mean, I'm, I'm 100% sure all of my weapons disappeared when I got killed by that fucking jaguar. So I, I don't know. I looked it up. Um, you lose items. That's like a penalty for death. It, it'll make you drop items. Like it'll drop all your items, but some of them will, will actually disappear from what I understand. Yeah, well, that's... The, like, the fact that it was all of my weapons, considering I had five fucking weapons. Uh, <laughs> he like, got shafted. That's too, that's too harsh a penalty. Because it puts you in a position where you can't fucking come back from. And, like, yeah, you constantly, like, you can't walk through a fucking river without getting leeches. You can't fucking, uh, you can't go fucking ten minutes without being starving or needing to drink water or whatever the fuck. And, like, it's, 
it's too overbearing like it's too fucking rough uh there's too much like happening all at once while you're trying to learn how to fucking play the game and it it's one of those games where it feels like you'd be like like you'd have to be playing at maximum apm just to be fucking treading water like yeah. just to be staying afloat and that doesn't i don't think it lends itself to interesting survival experiences necessarily it just sort of feels like a fucking group fucking massive like workout yeah effort yeah like i don't really want that yeah I'd play it again, but we'd have to significantly turn down the survival aspects. I just, mm. I, I can't stand games where you are dying from hunger inside of a day in game time. I, I just, it is always, always such a fucking immersion breaker for me because right. people go days without eating. Uh, and like, not me, not this guy. I mean, I could probably last for weeks. I mean, last for weeks on on the stores, on yeah. the fat stores that I've built up over time. But uh, yeah, like yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Water, I understand, but like you're also not going to get parasites every time you drink river water. It's not mm. ideal, but I've drunk river water before. And I didn't get yeah. parasites. Unless I did get parasites and I just never knew about it. And but it's that's... also because you're managing like these four different stats. It's not like you could eat food and be like, oh, cool, I'm I'm full now. Like in yeah. the forest is like food and water, right? Whereas this is like, oh, I need carbohydrates. Yeah. Right? I need to go find the thing that does that. And so you're out there doing this and you fucking come across a snake and the snake bites you. All of a sudden you're poisoned. You're like, all right, well, now I've got to find bandages as well to try and figure out how to do that and you know you run through like you said some water or you go near a river and you know you've got leeches and you, as that's happening your sanity's dropping because you've got leeches and you know all these things are just happening i understand it's a really hardcore survival game but um which is why i think we noticed when we left there was that custom mode uh, yeah. which you can turn a bunch of the settings off and i feel like if we jump back in turn off sanity because uh, even though I, I really like what the sanity stuff does and it does a better job than the forest it's not, I don't think the forest did anything in terms of sanity no it was really. kind of just a some sort of indicator some sort of stat um, whereas here it's doing some interesting gameplay stuff with like you'll hear voices or laughing and things like that out in the world which is really creepy um, even though it can be very overbearing at times and you get attacked uh, by enemies you can get attacked by enemies that aren't there which is really cool yeah I was saying this yesterday while we were playing, but I honestly think that what it should do is, uh, like, turn on friendly fire in those moments and make your mm. teammates look like fucking uh, the enemies. Like, make make yeah, make Luke look like a fucking jaguar or whatever. Oh, I keep saying jaguar by the way because in the game the voice actor <laughs> says jaguar. For some reason it's it was very very distracting um but yeah yeah make luke look like a jaguar and he's just walking through the fucking the camp i'm like oh fuck is and i fucking either run away from luke or i try to stab him and that'd be fucking <clears throat> a hilarious and b yeah like very interesting use of a sanity me- mechanic uh and it would like heavily incentivize you to keep your sanity up but otherwise yeah, yeah there's and communicate more with people yeah exactly like 
Because I, I think the, the first point that happened was you said you heard laughing and I, I was just like, oh yeah, that's just that was just me cackling. Yeah. Um, but then the sanity stuff started happening to me and then you could hear the laughing. But yeah. I think the, the one was where Nate was like, there's a, uh, there's a guy over here. He's just <laughs> standing here. And we're like, there's no one here. <laughs> what are yeah. you talking about? Yeah. yeah. So that stuff is, is awesome. I really like um, mm. playing around with people's pers- uh, perspective. Um, and I, I just dig the crafting system. I think the crafting system is really cool with like all the things you can do uh, and how intricate and complex it is. I just wish there was some reason to be doing it at this stage for that particular game. Because we, we, you know, the puzzle solving thing, we were like, all right, we need, we need fire, right? So we go and build a fire and we're building fires and then it started raining all the time and we're like, all right, what do we do? And I think I just said, let's try and put a cover over that. So then you built some, um, some foundation and we put some foundation down over the top of our fire and then we put some roofing on the top. So we had to go find like banana leaves to put on top of the, the roof. And then that covered it. And I think that fixed the fire problem for us. So yeah. It wasn't going out anymore. All right. So how do we get water now? And then you figured out the, we, we, we literally had like 15 fucking coconuts on the ground <laughs> getting us water because we didn't know how to get clean water. Yeah. And that was, I guess that was the solution. Um, or we could have boiled the water. Maybe not really. We, we never tried that. We don't have a pot. I don't know how we do it. In the coconuts? Yes, we can. Yeah, fill up a coconut half and put it on the fire or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, like, the rain, because it fucking rained so much that that wasn't really nece- necessary once we had our, all our coconut halves set up all over the fucking place. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I, th- I think it'd be a really, like, fun and interesting game if we weren't more worried about fucking dehydrating to death every fucking four seconds or needing to sleep yeah so we could oh yes having to sleep so we could actually walk more than like 20 meters away from our fucking little i don't know collection of coconut halves that are filled with water the only way we can get back fucking any any fucking water and stuff you know like the the survival mechanics were so overbearing that we never weren't really afforded the opportunity to branch out from where we were. Hmm. I think, yeah, that was a mistake. <clears throat> yeah, but I guess the good thing is, like we said, once we quit, we realized it was a custom mode and you can yeah. turn a bunch of that stuff off. Because we were looking, we're like, there's a, there's like a couple options in when you host a game, yep. but it just sort of sets settings. And the lowest one on there kind of turned off a bunch of the stuff that we didn't really want to get rid of. It's like a story mode or something like that, where it'll get rid of like all the enemies, like anything that can harm you just dis- is gone. It's like, we yeah. don't really want to play that. Like, that. Yeah. like, and so finding that custom mode where it's like, hey, here's all the things you can turn off. You can turn off like the sanity meter or how, um, you, you know, your stamina, is that impacted you low, high, medium, whatever. Um, the sort of different tiers you can set up there so i think like tinkering around with that a little bit more so that we can kind of go out and explore the 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 world um would probably be, be a bit more interesting yeah because <laughs> we kind of like you said we didn't really get to go anywhere we built some cool stuff but that was about it like i, I built a um a pop pot plant or something at some stage yeah like, yeah a little planet area yeah yeah and so the like we found bananas. bananas around the place and you can harvest the bananas a lot of the fruit that you can find or the food you can you can either eat them or um harvest them and sometimes they'll give you seeds 
And so yeah. we built this, I built this pot plant thing and then I put the seeds in the, the ground and it was like, all right, you need fertilizer now. I need water. So I went and found some animal droppings and then used that as the fertilizer and then picked up my coconut and dipped the coconut in the dirty river and then watered my plants that way. It's like, all right, cool. Now I've got a banana tree yeah. growing. Yeah, yeah, just like stuff like that is... It's got cool elements. Yeah, we just weren't able to fucking explore them. Yeah, because we were managing... Too busy trying to fucking... Yeah, pull leeches off our legs or some shit. Yeah, while a tiger's seconds. attacking us and yeah. invisible people. Um, I, I gotta send you the video. You gotta put the video. Oh, <laughs> I might just tweet it. It might be better because I think it's only fucking a minute long. But the the bit where the fucking tiger attacks us is fucking hilarious. Because uh, I <laughs> shit my pants. Yeah. Scold. Um, anyway, that's Green Hell. It's out now on. Uh, you can find it on Steam, and the multiplayer is out now. That you can go and play with your friends. Yep. All right. Yeah. All right. So we are. We got one more game here. It's called Mountain Blade Two Bannerlord. You've been playing it. What is it? Mountain Blade. Uh, Mountain Blade. Blade Two Bannerlord uh, is the sequel to the uh, cult classic Mount and Blade, um, which uh, I guess. Uh, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. It was basically a fucking. Peasant simulator. <laughs> I don't know. You you were a dude in uh, in a vaguely European medieval setting, and uh, it was a it's a sandbox world where you just sort of roll around and try to r- like rise to the I don't know position of like king or something type thing. You know, like try to rise through the ranks by building out your army and like taking you know you do missions and stuff and build out your army and then eventually yeah you're a fucking uh you're a lord and uh mountain blade 2 is the sequel the direct sequel there have been a couple of semi sequels like not necessarily sequels there's no like numbered sequels but like there have been games in the same uh, I don't know line like Warband and uh, there was another one uh, I can't remember what it was called um, Fire and Sword uh, mm-hmm. but yeah basically the the idea is I don't know the, the sky's the limit like you are a boots on the ground warrior in medieval Europe doing knightly things but you don't start off as a knight that's the thing right like you start off as just a dude uh, in some like shitty armor you got a shitty sword and maybe a shitty bow and arrow um and yeah you just sort of fucking have to grow your reputation and grow your following until eventually yeah you become someone important in this world and it's uh it's a fascinating little slice of life type experience where you just sort of go through it and experience it and it's not uh easy uh under any circumstances like uh everything seems like pretty challenging like there's a there's a lot to manage 
got to manage like you know you've got people following you but they you've got to manage their salary and you've got to manage um your relationships with different towns and stuff like that and uh yeah you got to like manage all, all these little things your own equipment the equipment of your followers all this stuff uh that sort of piles on what is otherwise a pretty simplistic experience of being a third person chop fest you know you just sort of fucking roll through and chop cunts up um and then yeah builds out until you're managing like sieges on castles and stuff uh i got to be involved in a siege but i didn't get to like lead the siege uh that's as far as i've gotten so far um but it is it's it's a game that i went in with uh thinking i would check it out for a couple of hours and then uh six hours passed and i was like where the fuck did my sunday go type shit like i just i spent the entire day <laughs> playing this game and i am very happy that i did um i think it's pretty janky in its current state but it's the sort of game where you don't like hate jank like sure yeah uh like it, it's 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 bad when it fucks you up but sometimes it works in your favor as well like you know you like you spawn into a battle because like you sort of you've got it reminds me a lot that's what it is it's fucking sid Meier's pirates but you're a fucking medieval knight uh, mm. so like you will roam about this like over overland like sort of going from town to town completing your quests largely i think the best best way i found to make money uh early on was to like get one of the you gotta escort some sheep from one place to another or horses or cows or whatever uh and they just sort of add a bunch of sheep and cows to your fucking inventory and you take them somewhere else but the trick there is uh you can then like while you're at that place that sells sheep you go and you buy a bunch more sheep and then you like you take the sheep wherever they're supposed to go and invariably wherever you take them will be worth (coughs) the sheep will be worth more right Mm. uh and so you sell the sheep and you'll have made a profit and you'll get money for delivering the sheep and you know you, along the way you might kill some people you build your reputation like kill some looters and stuff like that but while you're on this overland you're just like a person on like a world map and you sort of move around and if you see like yeah like Sid Meier's Pirates if you see a little a little boat going past uh, and you think you can get away with smashing up that little boat then you fucking you run after it you chase it down and uh yeah looters are a really good example if there's like eight looters rolling around you fucking you get them you get rep out of it you get some maybe some prisoners not worth tons but like something uh get a little bit of gear maybe a good weapon or two and yeah you just sort of build things out that way on your way to yeah visiting a town and then you visit the town you talk to all the you know relevant people there and it's very good uh in two because all the relevant people are sort of 
in tabs at the top of your screen on the town screen as opposed to having to walk in around the the towns to find each person you can just sort of see them very quickly uh you can yeah you chat with them or you can go to the if it's a big city you can go to the keep and bribe your way into the keep and try to talk to some of the lords and the lords have quests that are worth more and worth significantly more reputation and stuff like that and uh yeah it's it's just a it does a a good job i think uh of i don't know uh casually incentivizing uh the sort of incremental build-up that you want out of a game where you you know the rags to riches story i think it does a really good job and yeah i think sid Meier's pirates the perfect fucking analogy because uh, yeah you start off in that with like a shitty little boat and then eventually you've got a giant galleon and you're going to ports and the governor's asking you to marry their daughter and all that kind of shit this, this similar to this you know I'm, I'm trying to you know secure fucking um my like the the empire that I uh, aligned myself with because mm-hmm. uh, it's the one I spawned in uh, the southern empire uh, is constantly under attack from both sides and so my dude is just trying to help wage the war and I like I fucking got shit tons of reputation because I managed to uh, take some lords hostage uh, and it was it worked out really well um, there's like an execute function you can execute lords if you take them hostage uh, or you can ransom them and they're worth so much fucking money uh like i think these two lords that i managed to capture were worth my entire fucking net worth like twice over in ransom so uh, obviously i ransomed them but there was an execute function i was like what if i were to execute them Hmm. what would happen like would i get a shit ton of reputation or what i'm not sure i'd one day I'll be rich enough to just fucking murder cunts and that's the dream um but yeah no it's a it's a a good game yeah it's janky it's not as polished as it should be but it is early access so I guess it's it is as polished as it should be for an early access game Uh, they're doing fuck tons of updates and stuff so like it's not like they're sitting on their fucking uh sitting on their hands or anything they're constantly updating it uh they're not huge updates necessarily but if you ever owned any of the mountain blade games as well you get you can get 20 percent off uh right. which drops it to about 55 bucks as opposed to the 70 australian yeah it is by default uh honestly the amount of time i have put into mountain blade games over the years uh i definitely think I, I I I happily give them my fifty five bucks off the get go, uh, but also, um, I, I like I, I feel like I'm already on my way to earning like to making it worth the the price of admission, mm-hmm. uh, just based on the fact that yeah I literally don't even know what happened to four of my like four hours of my fucking game, like, I just fucking it just disappeared. You got uh, heathed. I got fucking well heathed. Uh, skull fractional um but yeah no it's good fun and uh it's definitely worth a look if you're into that sort of thing if if the idea of Sid Meier's pirates but instead of being a pirate you're a fucking peasant in medieval yeah. Europe appeals to you 
I think it's worth a look. Um, the only only real problem is that I don't think you would like it's constructed in such a way that I don't think you'd have. A, there's no way you could use the two hour return w window uh, in it. You know, like uh, on Steam, yeah. I don't think you could play it for less than two hours and have a good idea of whether or not it was going to be for you because so much of what like it involves doesn't really kick in until i like i like i said i i've joined the siege but i'm not really a part of the siege yet mm -hmm. uh like i'm i'm just sort of a soldier in the army uh and you get a glimpse at what would happen if you were involved in the construction of the siege but you don't really get to take part in it so i can see there is a lot more to the siege yet that i haven't been able to do i did push a battering ram up to a door though and that was pretty cool while arrows <laughs> right. rained down and then we fucked the people up on the inside we fucked them up they never had so are, they, are these stories or are they like scenarios that you're sort of going through scenarios and sort of uh randomly generated storyline type things you know yeah, okay. it, it's one of those things where uh the the factions have their own uh like i guess motivations and the, how those motivations interact determine what what they will do and their resources and all that stuff like changes all that that kind of stuff so mm -hmm. there's not really a storyline as like you are you're a dude and you gotta find your fucking i think your siblings have been kidnapped or something i don't fucking know that didn't matter to me four minutes after i finished the tutorial uh like i i was i had to go fucking it's like oh it's your brother's with you and your siblings have been kidnapped and your parents were killed and then i'm like okay well i gotta find them and then i got into the overworld and i'm like fuck them i'm gonna go take these sheep to the city or some shit yeah mm-hmm yeah so no real story cool. You just sort of do things, but it's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to add? Are you good? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I'm going to play it some more, so I'll probably talk about it next week and stuff. Cool. Yep. All right. Let's do some news. That's all the games. Um, some big one, big piece of news here. Sony revealed the DualSense controller for the PlayStation 5. Um, they kind of just dropped just it dropped on a it. blog. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I was up and I saw it come through. I was like, okay, that's weird. It might have been after the Xbox conference that they did the other day. I can't, can't really remember. It just sort of popped up in my feed. I was yeah, like, just, all right, fair enough. I, I just woke um, up it was there. Uh, so, yeah, they've dropped the DualShock name, I guess, going away from that, moving across to the DualSense. Um, this particular piece of hardware, we know it's got haptic feedback inside. They've talked about that before. Um, there's two, uh, the two L, L2 and R2 triggers also, um, are adaptive triggers now. So before they were kind of just classified as buttons. Um, but now they'll have, I guess, pressure sensitive triggers on them. So it'll know how far down they're being pressed. So that's a, a change they're putting in there. Um, they've, I guess, renamed some of the buttons that are on there. Uh, so there's now a create button as opposed to the share button that was there. I never 
used it. I mean, it was basically there to take screenshots and videos, yeah. um, share clips and that sort of thing. Occasionally, I'd, I'd jump in there and do it, but not really. Um, not really for me. Uh, they also have a built-in microphone. This seems now. like a bad idea to me, right? Like the the microphone built-in. Uh, always on. Right? Like it's already bad enough when... Yeah, it's always on, but this it feels like it's just going to get worse, doesn't it? Right? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just... Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what's going on with this. Um, I think there are, that's about the major changes. Uh, oh, the only other major change is that the light bar is now on top of the device as opposed to on the back. Um, so the light bar was the, the colored sort of display that would pop up on the back. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, everything else is pretty similar, uh, except for the design. It it's more in line of uh, like a mix between an Xbox controller and a PlayStation controller. Yeah, it's sort of, uh, I think it looks like the fucking Pro, uh, the Switch Pro controller. Right, a little bit. You know, like uh, I don't know. I think the white might lead people to think it's more Xboxy, but I think it's pretty proy. I don't know. I think the shape of it just looks more like they've thickened it out a bit. Yeah, uh, but it's still, more. it's still like uh, symmetrical. Yeah, symmetrical thumbsticks, which is my preference, my personal preference. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is good. Um, and, uh, yeah, it looks kind of chunky. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mind it. I like the sort of two-tone co- color code thing that they're going for. Um, Especially like getting custom controllers and sort of what those will look like, I think it'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, but I know some people didn't like the design. I think it's fine. I seem to think it's a lot more interesting than the PlayStation controller, at least the original one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's cool. Is the PlayStation button, is that the new home button? I think so. And then there's a mute button below it. Right. That, for the microphone like, that 11 year olds are never gonna fucking touch yeah um yeah <laughs> yep um I don't know man I think it's really cool I, I'm uh I'm interested to see I, I guess now we've got an idea of maybe what this console will look like it ain't gonna be black <laughs> I don't think That's it's gonna true. be black that is true um yeah I, I I like it as well I mean I I don't know it's hard to tell I, I'd wanna hold it before I made final judgment, I, I think it's yeah. one of those things where you got to have it in your hands because, like, it's hard to get a sense of the depth, I guess, uh, of, of it all. Like, the mm. e- even the side-on pictures make, I don't know, it just looks like the buttons might be a little too flush. Sure, I, I, I feel like they need. You want to see how raised. deep those buttons go? I need, I need them to be quite raised, in my my opinion. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, I don't know. It looks it looks like it, yeah. it's going to be good. I, I've seen some developers posting photos and comments about it saying that they've tried it and it feels good. Yeah. That's cool. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, it sort of makes it all feel a little bit more real. You know, the idea that we're actually going to get a fucking new console maybe this year. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, maybe. We're, not, we're definitely not getting The Last of Us 2. Yeah. Right. Um, so this is also an announcement they made. The Last of Us Part Two and also Iron Man VR uh, have been delayed indefinitely. 
obviously the one here that most people care about is going to be the uh, the Last of Us Part Two game. Um, the yeah. interesting thing about this is that they they've delayed this game. They don't have a date. But the next move that Sony did was refund everybody that pre-ordered the game digitally. Yeah. Which is a massive move. Uh, that makes me come to think that this is no longer a PlayStation 4 title. <laughs> I they, uh, very much agree. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. This is going to be a PlayStation 5 possibly launch game now. Um, I mean, they've we know that a lot of the games are already going to run. Um, so they could be shifting their focus across to a lot of that. Um, like getting it up and running and also doing another pass on the, the graphics and that sort of stuff. But by them doing automatic, like this isn't, they're not just offering refunds like, oh, you can get your money back. They've automatically given people their money back. Yeah. Which is, yeah, I just, that, that's what makes me think that this isn't coming down anytime soon. No, 100%. Um, yeah, I, I think this is definitely getting pushed back to a PS5 launch. Um, does that mean we're definitely not getting Last of Us 2 this year? Maybe not. I mean, if it is a, if it is a PS5 game, maybe it comes out at launch. Uh, it'd be quite the fucking launch title, you know? Uh, oh, it'd yeah, be, yeah. It'd be a big dick fucking move for a launch title uh, because I think... Uh, we are used to so the, the reason I think it's such an interesting idea for it to be a launch title is because we're used to launch titles kind of being garbage yeah like we give the launch titles a lot of fucking like wiggle room and we're like oh yeah but it's a launch title so no it's fine yeah it's okay that it's not really up to what I expected but, but the last awesome. of us yeah, it looks gorgeous and it really showcases the power of the, the machine. And you're like, but what if I, what if I wanted a good game? Uh, well, you can, you know, fuck off. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, Ubisoft I, game. <laughs> <laughs> That's Half Life Alex, motherfucker. It's for people who've never played VR before. You fuck, you elitist. Um, but yeah, no, Last of Us Two is is built as a generation ender and those games are usually fucking showstoppers so i feel like it might be a big one you know it might might like really set a high bar it'd be the sort of thing where xbox would need its own counter move on this along the same fucking lines Hmm. because releasing halo infinite that was sort of just the uh, Halo Master Chief Collection plus a story that's being updated along the way. I don't think it would cut it. Or, yeah, the first chapter of Obsidian's new thing or, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, I, th- I think it would draw a pretty significant line in the sand. So, yeah. Yeah, anyway. yeah and then kind of like, what's the plan? Do they, do they then go, all right, well, we've got this on the PlayStation 5. We can run it at... Uh I don't know what resolutions they're going before, but what if they're 8K. like, let's do a four, yeah, fourteen, let's do fourteen forty p, and yep. uh, it's going to run at sixty frames, um, and and we'll do a bit of a pass on the graphics. You know, they're not as rendered down or whatever. Um, yeah, and maybe that'll that'll give them 
the way through for that as a PlayStation 5 launch game. Um, that just yeah. seems to me like a better idea. Yeah. On I top so. of that, then you've got the problem of people that uh, want to play this, like not as many units. I, I, I don't know. Um, does the game sell as much? Can they afford to have it on a PlayStation 5 game or do they just do backwards compatibility with it? Is it now a PlayStation 4 and a PlayStation 5 game at the same time? It's um, it's gonna, it's, yeah, it's gonna be weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is there? A I, I feel like it ends up being who... both, but it's got a PlayStation Five launch game. Like you can play it on both. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like the most smartest thing to do here. Yep. All right. Cool. Um. Also, talking about, do you have any comments about Iron Man VR? Were you looking? I don't care. No, don't think anyone cares. Um. The Witcher 3, I saw this this news post just before we started recording. Um, uh, CD Projekt Red released some annual or quarterly updates on their company. Uh, they've said that Cyberpunk is still on track for September. Um, they've moved their entirety development team to working at home over the last month and everything yep. is still on track, they're saying. Uh, I guess yep. that's the next big one that people are kind of worried about is whether or not that is going to come out. <clears throat> Um, I guess it's going to come down to logistics, right? Whether or not units can come out in time. That's sort of the problem that The Last of Us Part 2 was having. Not, yeah. It wasn't necessarily the game wasn't going to be ready. It was a, we don't have a way to get the units out there to everybody at the same time. And we've kind of seen that happen with Final Fantasy over the last uh, week, right? That got released 10 days early in Australia. It sort of trickled out in some parts of Europe. But for the rest of the world, the release date is uh, the 10th. So in two days. I think it's the 10th. Uh, Yeah, two days from now. Um, So I I guess a lot of uh, publishers are sort of looking at that and being like, are we going to be able to get this stuff out on time? Um, CD Projekt seem pretty confident. (laughs) They, yeah, they do. Yeah. So I guess we'll see what happens with that one. Uh, But the other thing I want to talk about is that they talked about some Witcher 3 sales and... uh, it's they've just had the second biggest year since release in 20 i think it came out in 2015 um it sold over 7 million copies last year that game damn that's that a lot huge that that's uh, on top of so I, I guess the big the or the bump here was they had the switch version which came out which did a, a decent chunk but uh that must be have having must have something to do with the film right Oh, sorry, the, the TV, TV show. show. Yeah, Cavill. Cavill hooked him up. Got him going. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No. One hundred percent. The amount of people I know who either revisited or played for the first time. Uh, so many fucking people, like, like, got so into The Witcher off the back of the Netflix series. Mm. Um. So yeah, it was a. Uh, solid move that's one of those things where you're like hey does there's a really good like tv show or movie does that translate into more sales maybe they should try to do that more weird (laughs) nah just let fucking michael fassbender's film company do whatever the fuck they want i don't know whatever who cares what did he do assassin's Assassin's creed Creed? fucking (laughs) right assassin's creed yeah um, all right, and next up, uh, E3 is officially cancelled for 2020. 
It's Gonzo. Yeah. Um, so they previously said that they were, I guess, suspending it, something like that, uh, and looking at hosting it at some other stage during the year or even potentially doing a digital sort of event. Um, they've now confirmed that that is no longer happening. They'll be back in 2021. Uh, they've got dates for when they'll be back. They're saying it's going to be their biggest year ever. Uh, and they're revamping the show. Um, there's some some talks coming out behind this announcement saying that they were looking at doing a digital show, but they couldn't get publishers to sign on board. And I guess we found out why, because IGN is hosting what they're calling the Summer of Gaming. Yeah. Uh, and they've got a bunch of publishers on board to talk about a bunch of games that will be releasing over the next year or two. Um, so yeah, IGN kind of sharked, sharked it under them, out of their legs. Yeah. Uh, I think there's, there's, uh, there's a lot to unpack on this one, eh? Like, uh, I think it's a tricky one because I think, like, it's, it'd have to be worrying, right? You'd have to be worrying if you were a small site, uh, like, because you're sort of stuck just doing, like, here's Regurgitating. what I Yeah. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, uh, I think it's also a, a very unique opportunity for you to showcase why you're not IGN. Because IGN is, uh, you know, I've done a lot of work for IGN, uh, and some of it quite recently. And IGN is a, like, as a massive site, it is burdened by its success. You know, it, it the ability that a small site has is often it's uh, like agility, you know, it's ability mm-hmm. to do dramatically different things. And IGN can't always get away with doing that sort of thing. You know, it can't always, it can't get away with doing something that is wildly out of off center necessarily. I mean, that's not to say that they don't do uh, some fantastic things. And like, I really fucking, I don't know if you watch their Hearthstone, Thing. Uh, uh, the stuff with Cam, that stuff. Yeah, that was fucking awesome. Like he was, he followed with them for like seven months over the course of like creating the Demon Hunter hero. Sure. They fucking killed it with that. That was fucking awesome, right? That's different, but it's still that's high budget stuff. That's like big thinking stuff. And I think the opportunity exists for smaller sites to really showcase what they do different. If they, hmm. if what they've been trying to do is be IGN, then they're in trouble, one hundred percent. I think they're in a really tricky position. But sure. if what they're trying to do is like showcase local writers or showcase, you know, uh, off the wall uh, ideas and points of view, then uh, I don't think this impacts them all that much. Uh, provided IGN uh, don't like deep dick people on the uh, on the streams and stuff mm-hmm. you know if they get hyper litigious about um, like shutting down people reusing their streams and stuff uh, then yeah yeah then that's that's a whole other case but I don't think that they will because uh, they haven't shown a tendency to do that before. Yeah. Um, obviously, yeah. Obviously, they'll be trying to create their own content, 
but yeah, I think the opportunity still exists to create content off the back of it. And right, yeah. and, and it also makes for very narrow or one-sided uh, dialogue, or at least um, impressions. Right, you go to an E three or whatever. It's 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 obviously a controlled experience, but there's different opinions of, of like, oh, you know, I had fun with this, whatever. Whereas this is probably not going to be IGN sitting next to a developer being like, this game doesn't feel that great. I don't think, yeah, I don't think that this is, I don't think this is going to be like that. I think this is going to be much yeah. more curated than the more traditional E3 showcase experience. Sure. Because I think uh, publishers and developers like want that broader range like i want they want that broader range of opinions and just handing it all to ign i don't think that works out for them uh, yeah because there are certain elements on ign that have a tendency to review games at scores much lower than they would prefer uh and while they haven't let me review anything lately uh there are there is more than just job out there okay uh not much but there are uh yeah no um yeah like ign is still an independent um outlet they uh they were one of the lowest scores for final fantasy 7 on embargo um Mm -hmm. yeah they they don't just tow the company line all the time uh and so yeah i don't think that it would be wise for publishers or developers to hand all of that over to ign um But yeah yeah uh you are like you are right like if if it does wind up being that's it right we don't fucking know enough i guess we don't know enough about what this is going to be to really say one way or another how it's going to go my i you know i err uh, on the side of believing that you know people it will it will be good i think it's going to be a good thing yeah uh, it's one of my rare bouts of optimism I suppose but like yeah no I think it will be a good thing and I like I generally I believe things will be good until I'm proven wrong I thought Final Fantasy 7 remake was going to be good until I was proven wrong um but like yeah I, th- I think we gotta wait and see I just think yeah I feel like it's just going to be a, a developer like a guided stream with someone from IGN a developer yeah. maybe someone playing it maybe not even that maybe just video footage and them talking interviewing each other um yeah like they've done a bunch of those shows on the floor previous years and i think it's just like at a another extension of that like a different way of doing it and, and then you look at the problems of like what are the ramifications of this what if it's really good or it takes off and the develop the sorry the publishers look at it and they go we don't need e3 anymore um because we can just do our own thing like publishers obviously could have put on their own digital show as well which you know your xbox your sony your nintendo are already doing anyway um devolver digital yeah why they don't need an esa to be like oh we can give you look at all these things we can give you um because it's obviously shifting (laughs) the market is shifting yeah yeah that's true anyway um all right we don't need questions that's all the news questions let's have a squiz no but i did see something in the best gap moments heath 
pre-skull fracture, I assume. Uh, wrote, oh man, can we get more of these, please? Good times. I want to add one. Jay being adamant that something is super Japanesey, uh, that something super Japanesey wasn't, in fact, Japanesey. Remember, that's pretty Japanesey, bro. Because I remember yeah. that's pretty Japanesey, bro. That was a classic. Final Fantasy VII remake was pretty, pretty Japanese, bro. Yeah. Um, that's good stuff, Heath. Uh, Thanks for the it's almost, it's belated. Like never, never damaged your head or anything. Um, no questions. Let's wrap it up. That's it. Um, all right, the Gap, the GA podcast, the Gap podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify. Did I say YouTube? YouTube again. <laughs> all your favorite podcast apps. YouTube. Um, we're back on iTunes. We were we disappeared for a little while there, but we're back on it. Um, it it's working now. I've checked. I've checked, and we're we're there. We're listed on iTunes. So if you couldn't find us, don't worry about it. We're there now. Um, we, you can email we, us. We migrated, right? We migrated to a new host, right? Yes, yeah, so we've moved our, our um our RSS feed to a new host. Um, so I don't know how you would be listening to this if your RSS feed <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> yeah. But if you did... But, but if, if somehow that happened, um, yeah, you should uh, probably uh, just check your RSS feed, I guess. I'm well, not sure. well we, we've, we've got multiple. We've got... Um, so we checked... I, I, we switched it across a couple of days back. Yep. Um, and it seemed to be working from what I could tell. As far as I uh, can tell as well. Yes. We've got our Patreon RSS feed, which is different feed. Um, and we haven't, we haven't actually uploaded anything to this new feed yet, but it should right. technically work. Uh, there was a, there was a button that could have caused us a lot of trouble, which would have like deleted the feed, which on, I think one of the settings on your end, but we, we didn't do that. So that's good. So hopefully no, nobody should notice any problems. If anything, uh, the podcast should download quicker, I guess <laughs> from now on, um, yeah. But yeah, we we're just tidying some stuff up to make make sure we could be seen on certain certain podcast platforms a bit better. Yes. We're not changing yeah. the name, so we're still going to you know, you still have to fucking dig deep to find us because we're we haven't really done anything good there. Fuck not on iTunes. Anyway. You can just click the button and we're on the page. Front page iTunes on of course. Uh, of course, baby. video games. Yeah. All day, baby. Um, top 15 uh, you can go to facebook.com slash GA podcast twitter.com slash GA podcast you can find us on social media you can email us the GA podcast at gmail.com or you can go to our discord page the GA podcast.com slash discord you can jump in and leave us some comments like Heath did uh, maybe sooner though this time a little bit more timely yeah uh, you can also jump onto our YouTube page thegapodcast.com slash YouTube if you want to watch some videos of us growing an immense amount of hair everywhere now that we're locked up everywhere um, but last week we had some videos go up of uh, Call of Duty I put some Borderlands footage up and I think I put some Risk of Rain up as no I didn't put Risk of Rain up. I've recorded some for this for this week nice. put some Predator Hunting Grounds up sweet <laughs> so that was good some good stuff um so, so yeah th- this week i'll chuck up some uh risk of rain two footage and maybe some more call of duty if i've got any saved i'm not sure i have to check it out some chords action um 
But anyway, uh, that's all thanks to our uh, Patreon members because you can go to our website, thegapodcast.com. They host all of our things. They help things run. Uh, Patreon members, if you want to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash gapodcast. Help us pay the bills. Um, thank you very much. You're we helping us get new hosting now. Mm, yeah. Which is pretty awesome. And yep. you are the best. Yes. Absolutely. I guess we're on Podbean as well now. Um, okay. I don't know what the sites are. The GA podcast dot pod podbean dot com fuck we're good at this yeah the ga podcast dot com no the ga podcast dot podbean dot com okay. that's the site uh, and you can go to that you can follow it if you want or you can just keep listening the same way you do every week and it should work Spotify YouTube iTunes pod, Pocket Casts how do you listen Job uh, I barely listen when I'm on it like get the <laughs> fuck enough. out of here yeah. Uh, All right. That's it. You got anything you want to spruik for this week? Just head to my Twitter at Joby Jojo, and uh, I guess you'll see a video of me squealing because a jaguar attacked me. Right. Oh, we can put some green hell. I recorded some green hell. Nice. There you go. Uh, you can find me twitter.com slash Luke Laurie, L A W R I E. I think that is it for this week. Next week, uh, we've got more video games i hope final 100%. fantasy 100 percent. more green hell more oh, call of duty we're gonna get into final fantasy i can't wait to be able to talk about spoilers <laughs> in that game all right like actually talk about spoilers because i fucking you didn't hear it but i dodged around shit you have no idea how fucking reserved i was i was i'm a fucking saint i am a fucking saint. i probably wouldn't have known what you're talking about anyway so no well, well no no nobody would have but holy shit they will next week yeah anyway. all right we'll see you then bye